0: To episode 23 of Les Odorants, uh, in a week that saw uh, Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos uh, sentenced to 11 years, I think, for fraud, um, we are here to perpetrate the second greatest <laughs> fraud of modern times, the Les Odorance podcast. I am joined, as ever, by the fraudulent Ben, Fliss and James. Say hello. Hello.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Hi. Oh aye, Ooh, aye. Excellent, good. That was properly coordinated shit. I reckon, uh, you know, if we were, like, on a TV show or something, we would be, like, uh, super coordinated, and, and everyone would say, look at these professional guys, they really know what they're doing.
2: Um, anywho. Would you be Philip Schofield, Dan, if we were on TV? Would I be Philip Schofield? Uh, I mean, it seems unlikely.
0: I mean... I, I I sort of feel under smooth, some sort of. He's that smooth,
1: though, isn't yeah. he? He is that kind of totally smooth, got it all. I I think he'd be more like one of the mm. the guys that that does the SAS. Um, Program, you know that SAS. Well, Phil Mitchell you're talking? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. There's those two really, really cool guys who are like totally fit, but they're kind of suave and they're all caring and they've got like, well, they're soft side, but they're also really hard and they're they're like ex-marines and they're like you know package, aren't they?
3: Are
4: you talking
0: about know. like that SAS who dares? Yes. Program. Yes. Yeah. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm now feeling. I'm <laughs> sort of like that, but also sort of like Chris Morris from Brass Eye. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. A bit. A bit like Chris Morris. Or the guy from. Um, oh, uh, Nathan Barley, the the guy uh, the guy who owns the newspaper Jonathan <laughs> you Yeah. You really are the like question-, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, question mark. Uh, I'd love to talk the balls off this, but I've got a 10:43. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's my kind of guy. Anyway, uh this has yeah. been uh, obviously a fantastic uh introduction to the podcast. And I'm sure everyone's riveted. S- smooth, smooth, nobody as outside
1: the UK is going <laughs> to understand a single word for the first what seven minutes. No. Amazing. Well,
3: <laughs> as ever, it's smooth as what, James? Well, I go swimming now, and oh. I'm more sort of his suit, and it's like fucking wearing a jumper when I go in there. It's like my, my back is like a like a mat. It's like throwing a fucking carpet in there so oh, nice. maybe i could do with having a shave you know uh, but uh, i was going to say you know no. you're not you're not <laughs> watching for <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not I don't take it that seriously um yeah <laughs> nice nice I mean, anyway
0: this is, uh, this is a, a world of great images i'm i'm digging it i'm uh,
3: i'm drinking again now as well even yeah. though i shouldn't be but i was just oh. like fuck it cuz i sound too husky on here i'm like fucking Mariella Fostre, so i'm uh, <laughs> I'm not as sexy as her but um yeah so I'm on the booze. Uh nice. How's okay. It? Well, I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking forward to you
0: uh, uh hitting the booze hard uh, throughout this uh, uh episode and um becoming increasingly uh volatile. Uh in fact, I might uh I might duck the booze and just go directly to you for your full 14 to open up with. Um, I know oh, wow. uh, from previous experience that the full fourteen can take quite a while, um, but this is largely Fliss's fault. <laughs> I blame Fliss.
1: I will take that uh, blame. And as a listener, I used to love the full, full fourteen. So ah, oh, thank no, no, good. Okay. Good. And I, I but, also, but as a participant. I, oh, <laughs> no, I also was about to say. I also enjoy participating in the full fourteen, and I will. <laughs> I will. Jump in whenever
0: I feel like it. You sound yeah. like you're choosing your words incredibly carefully this evening, Fles.
1: <laughs> I have nothing. Just right. get on with it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> get,
3: get the fuck on with it. Get right. on with it, motherfucker. Okay. Here we go. So the first day I wore Versace Oud Noir Pour Homme. Anyone familiar with that? No. 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 It's, uh, it no. kind of smells a little bit like uh what does it smell like a little bit like uh royal oud by um creed a little bit um there's a kind of oud base or like an oud sort of approximation there's a ferminique one there's a few by different things but there's quite a sort of famous uh one that's in quite a few uh of those designer ouds clearly not oud but uh it smells a little bit like I get this kind of blackcurrant, you know, there's like blackcurrant licorice sweets that you used to get that you don't really see hmm. anymore. Uh, it's a bit like that. Uh, and it's a bit like the original Versace man, just the normal man, not the blue man, the purple man with the like jaggedy outside. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, it's, it's like no. a kind of square bottle with I mean, like yeah. jaggedy outside. I, there's I, one called i so, I'm having like, real
0: difficulty for some reason, getting Versace right in my head, I keep seeing. I'm I'm sort of closing my eyes and visualizing it, but I just keep seeing Valentino fragrances, which of course right. is a different brand altogether. So um, yes, I don't know. There's some. I'm, I'm anyway, gonna just go uh, seek therapy.
3: Yeah, let, let's not spend too much time on it. I I really like it in terms of like designer ouds. I think it's about eighty or ninety quid still, which is kind of like if it was. Well, if it was a lot cheaper than that, then I'd I'd probably get it, you know, and have a little, uh, you know, a, a little bit of fun with it occasionally. Um, Sweet. But it's as such, it's too expensive. So, anyway, uh,
2: then... Just as a yeah. quick aside, um, do you guys like no. Royal? Yeah, I love it. think of that?
0: Really? Mm, yeah. I used to like really? it, but it just... Uh, there's something... I don't know. It, it's that whole... That pink pepper and wood sort of thing... Just, mm-hmm. I find it quite grating. Um, You'd fucking and, hate
3: this Versace, then, because it's very similar. Pink pepper, like, say, that kind of blackcurrant uh false oud wood kind mm. of, like, vibes. Yeah,
0: I, I, I found um, also uh, uh, Royal Oud, for me, is one of the least interesting creeds in the sense that it's very linear and it's really... I just found it really quite boring. I uh, do uh,
2: it's really boring. I really hate it. And it's got this gacky kind of like pep pink, like you say, that pink pepper and galbanum kind of middle mm. that
4: like gets to the. You back sound of like nose. you
2: sound like you're yeah. talking
0: with like a mouthful of dick or something there. But I don't
4: know what's going on there? Um,
3: you know how you said you can't please all the people all the time. Well, sometimes yeah. um, Ben can please fellas with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds atrocious, but if you knew the conversation we were having before, no. it's, uh, you know, I, 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 it's you know. It's perfectly some, reasonable. Sometimes,
0: I, sometimes I wonder whether we should share some of these thoughts that we have. I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: Probably best just to leave that one there.
2: Just let, let just
0: let people uh, wonder. <laughs> no, fuck it. I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain because I think it's worth explaining. Ben actually, uh, you know, has a very successful not like this you know completely different a very successful podcast in and of uh itself called dark histories and uh ben did tell me that someone uh contacted him to tell him uh the lovely feedback that when he talks he sounds like he's got a dick in his mouth which i thought was like i, I don't know i think that's uh sort of simultaneously like uh detailed and insightful and creative and yet horribly offensive and and kind of just generally unpleasant I think there's a Brilliant, brilliant piece of uh, fan fan mail. Um, and,
2: um, yeah. I actually thought it was quite a <laughs> because I thought. I I actually, because I wonder if i I, 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 like, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a dick in my mouth. I don't know how they knew. No, I wonder if it was because I had dentures, and they were like, "Oh, I can hear something in their mouth." Or they were. I it think it they were just really being really offensive. offensive I don't know. To be
0: honest, mate, I, you know, I love the way that that you're prepared to see that <laughs> that perhaps they were actually, you know, they were really onto something. You know, that they, they they'd seen. Yeah. Anyway, this is this. I like to yeah, try and find exactly. the best in people. You know, uh, this anyway. This seems to be like a a a a. Uh, a dark dark alley we shouldn't go down uh let's let's reverse back up let's get on to item number two on the full 14 have at it so uh the next because i mean it does take a long time (laughs) it takes (laughs) a long time because we keep interrupting i mean if he was just going to rattle off 14 fragrances
3: it'd be fucking easy that's that's true that's true um so, yeah, Chanel and Theos, which I just wear as, like, a default thing. We've talked about it a million times. We know what it's like. It's great. Uh, then I wore uh Nikolai Patchouli Intense, which um, I actually think I hate now. <laughs> I actually think I hate it. Uh, I did like it at <laughs> first. Oh, just a bit of related news. I just saw a story by um, uh, Christophe Laudemiel, who uh, was outside. He was on, like palais Royal or whatever in in hmm. paris walk walking his dog and he went hey look at this here's a perfumer that i really admire let's have a look in her shop and he's looking through the window it's all closed this is sunday hmm. afternoon or whatever um i mean it's closed every fucking afternoon in <laughs> in france isn't it uh, yeah they just go oh, yeah, i'm going home see you later yeah, um then good for good for them yeah yeah um but a- a- anyway uh yeah so he, he's looking through the window and he said oh she's doing like a color Test here or something. She had them in the window, all her little mods on the side. And then he said, Look at this. And he kind of focused his camera, and there's her perfume organ and there's her desk just in the shop. Like, I didn't know that. Like, she just sat there working and she uh, does a perfume, Who? Um, you know. Who is uh, it? Pa- Patricia de Nicolai. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you can just look through the window, and I'm assuming you can just go in because he was like, Oh, I want to try this one and her fig one and a Neroli one. I've not tried those. And I'm going to go in there and stuff. So I'm assuming you can just go in and talk. I don't know if you can just go in and talk to her, but there's like a window. You could go up and like lick the window and like watch her working. in. Um, and yeah, just maybe she'd let you in and you can have a chat with her. I don't know. But um, I, I think patchouli Intense. I really liked it. I kind of weirdly like it. I don't know. It's got this grainy, weird texture. It's, it's... so relentless. It's just, oh, it's so, weird. I don't even know how I, to describe I,
0: it. I, I, I... I found patchouli intense to smell more of lavender than patchouli, and uh, not in a pleasant way. Uh, in, in quite a sort of wet, sort of poorly formed kind of just kind of way. That, that's that's how I sort of found it. I bought a bottle, loved it briefly, and then just grew to hate it very rapidly. It's actually, weirdly, same experience as for Creed Royal Oud, which I did love enough to buy a bottle and then just was like, no, I fucking hate it. You know,
3: well, something well, I just can't stand about it. How weird is this for a perfume that I just said I don't even like, I've got two bottles of it.
0: That's weird.
3: <laughs> well I'll tell you why, because I I received a bottle of it from uh the thing from when I ordered it, um directly from the brand. And I was like, all oh, right, great. And I got it out of the box and it had um New York Intense on the label, and I smelled it and I went, mm, no, this is mm, this is not New York uh, Patchouli, no. yeah. And it, but to be honest, I would have been glad of another New York Intense. I was like, all oh, right, okay. And then I complained about it, and they sent me out another one with the proper label on. I mean, it's a bit of a daft thing to complain about because I did order Patchouli Intense, and that's what I got, just with the wrong label on. But mm-hmm. I told them about it, and they went, no, 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 we'll send you another one. So I was like, all right um so i've actually Excellent. got a patchouli intense but that's with really annoying York- now because
1: it means you can't even sell it on the grey market because you can sell it and it's got the wrong label on so no one's going to buy it i can it.
3: sell it for a bit more maybe i'll go out oh, well, to like you an know error. special
1: like a special yeah. like one of those like on those <laughs> coin on those ebay coin things but they're like oh it's got a, it's got it's got like a an error and they go for yeah like, exactly a pound goes for like a thousand pounds that kind of yeah shit. exactly okay,
3: that cool. kind of shit yeah so Anyway, I I, I I can still like smell it on my like fleece and stuff like that. It's just really brutal. It is really and strong. not really patchouli. Not really. I don't know what it is, but it's madness. Well, I, um, I, I
0: thought it was lavender rather than patchouli. It definitely wasn't. There
3: is opinion. a lavender like yeah. There's definitely like a lavender sort of like top note, but all the underneath gubbins of it. Like say, I can't I can't even describe it. I don't even know how I've described it in the past. But anyway, moving on. So uh, YSL Jazz, which I know Fliss loves um i loved it i loved it like back in the day when my dad used to wear it and when i used to wear it in like the fucking 90s and whatever and then i just did never replenish the bottle of it and then it became like a thing where oh it's discontinued now and you can't really get it and you know it's ridiculous prices and then they made those little ones that they re-released mm. in the square bottles so you could get like m7 and all that mm. so i got that and to be honest it's so good it's so Good. I mean, it, it's like one of those under the radar, like people go, oh, there's loads of better stuff from that era. Really? Like, it, it's, it's got little aspects of everything. It's got that other mm. YSL one that I really liked with the kind of lemon and the sandalwood and the thing. And then it's got a bit of like, um, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, the Van... What the fuck are they called? Uh, a Tsar, you know, the Tsar? Um, Van Cleef and Arpels. Van Cleef and Arpels, yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it's just got everything, and it's 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 amazing, right? It's dead subtle, um, but it's just dead good. So, I, I every t- the last two or three times that I've worn that, I've had like an amazing day where I'm just like, this fragrance is just so. That's it because you're lovely. you're just
1: in silhouette with like a big cello and like a saxophone, and you're just like moving yeah. through life in a big silhouette in a suit. That's, exactly. That's basically yeah. In like a zoot suit. Yeah. You're just
3: totally smooth. <laughs> the
1: lights behind you. You're in New York. In just a silhouette. That's how it lovely.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I've always been a big fan of a zoot suit. I think, uh, I think it's a, a you know, fashion really needs to get back yeah, to that. Me too. Um,
3: those shoes as well. Those fancy shoes that they have.
0: amazing. Um, I mm. noticed by the way the jazz is still available on the uh, YSL website, uh,
3: interestingly. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably because people bought up the other ones and maybe didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's still in production. Who knows? It, but it, it, good. it's good.
0: It's, uh, it's on the YSL website in the clear, uh, you know, uh, what, cubic sort of bottles with the. Big, cool. Uh, but it's just, uh, for me, it's lid. just,
1: it's absolutely of its time. And I remember my very first boyfriend at school wearing it and it being very evocative. But I also remember the first time, like, looking through Vogue at that point, and there was this guy called Oswald Boteng, and he was the first real black suit designer, and he used to do these dark suits with this really bright lining, and there was a an advert of him, like, reaching out for a taxi and the bright lining, but then at the same time, the on the next page there'd be the jazz advert of all the guys in the suits, and it's all kind of that same... It was so cool. I just remember being about 17 or 18 and just thinking, both of those things are just so of its time and just so cool. How mad is
3: that that you said about uh, Oswald Boateng? Uh, Because I'd never really heard about that until, like, you know, it was like a bit of a blast from the past. And then I saw a documentary the other day. It was really good, actually. It was on Channel 5, which is usually shit. Uh, I saw with this. I know exactly Brian what you're say. Yes. Yeah, Brian Cox. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was and, really had, good. It was. that they were in the
0: Oswald Boateng shop. Um, he was they phenomenal. Were he was an
1: absolutely, and he was so cutting edge at the time. And that, I mean, all of the suits have these cool linings now, but at the time, he was the first guy on Savile Row to like do that bright pink, bright yellow, bright turquoise. It's so late '80s, early '90s, and it, jazz for me is the same thing. It's that cool. Mm. I'm so cool. I'm
0: so
2: cool. I, I, I have to say, I mean. The old bottle yeah, used the to piano be one. so cool as well. I like it. Didn't yeah. It? The 50 mm, like 50 black yeah, and, like and white bottle. It's a wasn't piano
0: it? key black and white bottle. But um, I have mm. to say, I mean, I quite like jazz. Uh, but I put jazz, and, and you'll hate me for this, James, but I put it in the same sort of category as as uh, Cacharelle Poem uh which is a sort good cuz
1: that's another amazing uh, f- perfume. This is
0: making some sort of like exasperated face noises.
1: good <laughs> cuz casual prom is also really amazing.
0: Okay, yeah, good. I agree. I agree. Right, I love that I, one. Okay, well let me finish you pair of fuckers. <laughs> uh I put it in that category um which I'm going to describe as lesser nineties. <gasps> Sorry uh honestly i don't i I just don't rate either of them as as top tier beers um well they, i think it came out in the 80s but you know we'll give you okay that I, actually you i'm g- I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna change my wording there slightly sorry i don't mean they're lesser what i mean is i think they have not aged as well uh as as others from that era. i, know, so, what they, I they,
3: know what you they mean i know they smell
0: dated in in not yeah, a great but, way
3: I, I get what you mean. And i like to say I would never, you know, dis- dispute that or whatever. I just think that, like, um, you're wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I just I just think that, like... I, well, I can't this be bothered it, to argue you know, with you just, about it. <laughs> no, I think that uh, he, I, I completely understand why, because some things are just are, under, are sort of under the radar and it didn't stick out uh, perhaps as much as... Uh, some of the other stuff I don't know I, I don't know what it is but I, I can I can concede that uh, people feel that way about it because it's not that uh, it's not that sort of revered in the vintage kind of thing as far as I know like I say it's, just it's not in any
1: way I, I bought a yeah. bottle of cashrel purum from Dan really early on in our kind of Getting to know each other, kind of in the FragCom kind of thing, mm. and I don't have any more because I've used it up because it's so wow. delicious. Wow! Spray, 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 spray. I haven't. Uh,
0: so, so you know that scene from uh, True Romance where Christopher Walken shoots uh, uh what's his name's uh, Christian Slater's dad, and he says, uh, "I haven't killed anyone since 1982." Uh, that was my walk, that was Impression. pretty
4: good. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: anyway, uh, I feel that way about perfume. I have not finished a bottle of perfume since 1982.
1: Um, I mean,
0: it was, uh, I, it, exactly. it was a partial. It wasn't a whole bottle. It was <laughs> a yeah. partial, but it's not
3: here anymore. <laughs> nice. I, your your I, I, granddaddy what a watch, <laughs> up his ass. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, had to, I knew that was coming. You I did. knew that was coming. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, um, uh oh, my phone's sorry, got locked. Right. right. Um so Number three. Wore... <laughs> yeah, number three. Um, no, it's um, number five. It's number okay. five. So oh, yeah. I wore a Golden Sheepra by Grossmith, which again we've been talking about Lovely. for ages. I don't know why I just I just wanted to wear it. I know Ben's got it, he loves it. Uh, Dan loves it. Have you tried f- it, Fliss? I sold love it. it. Fliss would. Oh love it. well. I mean, you. but, you know, you. it's easy come, easy go. You're selling, buying, you do whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'm well, like, just... I'm admiring it from afar. That's what I'm doing. So, <laughs> uh, well, maybe one day I'll get it. I don't know, but um, I'm not. Then the next day you'll be pleased. Uh, this lovely thing arrived. It's got some weird, like, stain on it. So, <laughs> nice. um, I don't know what that is. It's That's... something weird oh uh, well um so so so
0: for uh, the benefit of our dear listener, uh this is Marbert Mann. Uh Marbert the, Mann, yes. The German engineered uh, eau de toilette and um I uh, I was gonna send James a decant of it and then I realised it was probably cheaper just to order him a bottle off Amazon than to actually post the fucking decant. Uh so that's what I did. Uh and it arrived. Uh I just went very high there for some reason. I dunno quite what's going on with my voice. Uh Ben, could you try and fix that in the edit and make me sound a bit more masculine, please? Thanks very much. Um uh, right, James, what
3: did you think of Marbert Man? Loved it. Uh um, really? when I first yeah, when I first sprayed it, I was like oh, is it going to be one of those kind of like, slightly chintzy lavender like loads of uh, dihydromersinol? You know, just like a kind of really shitty thing that you would expect to buy in like you know B and M bargains or whatever, mm. um, or you know other stores are available. Um, yeah, it still not... doesn't
0: know what B and M bargains is, by the way. Uh,
2: no, but I'm starting to think that I should because I saw a post on Reddit the other day of someone with like Jaws cereal. From b jaws, B&M jaws, like jaws, jaws as in the, the big shark fish film.
0: Cereal, as in s- breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal. Cool. That Sold is in b and Combination of things. It's
1: officially licensed. I
2: know, but <laughs> I. It looked. Crazy. I think We're I did. We're going to need I a bigger bowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I bet you'd. Put, cut a, that out, Ben. That's too no, funny No, that's for him. the best joke of the
4: year. Let's <laughs> save that up for
3: Christmas. <laughs>
0: I'm so happy. So happy with that.
3: Thank you. Right, that's thank it. You, We're jacking <laughs> in for the night. We're not finishing the 14. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Drop the mic. Um, yeah. So, so no, I lo- I loved it because when it dried down eventually and then when I resprayed it another day and all that, I was like, no, it's actually really good... Um, yeah, it's I mean, mainly a lot of lavender in the top. And then when it dries down, uh, it's just like manly, kind of woody, but slightly powdery business. Uh, I really like it. I think it's really good. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to to wear it. And yeah, so it's great. Thank, thank you for sending it me. I really appreciate Perfect. it. Good. Um, Glad you enjoyed it. So uh, then <laughs> I wore Hermes. Agar ebienne. Anyone know that? Ames Agar ebienne. Yes. Uh, do not know this. It's a kind of wonderful, uh, like lovely, uh, th- very suitable for this time of year, kind of spiced. Uh, again, with that synthetic oud, like let's let's play around with a really woody, resinous sort of perfume, but we, we all know there's no real oud been near it. Um, I don't think anyway Uh, and Mm. if there is maybe there's like a token you know little bit that's real or whatever I don't know but uh, it's fantastic it's one of those from the Hermesense line Uh, I got it in a little four you know where you get like four travel space for like 120 quid or whatever Um, and it's excellent it's really really good and I, I, I recommend anybody to wear it it's got like different like facets and it's fun and it's like warm and it's just it's just really nice um and i don't think anybody's cloned it maybe somebody has because a lot of those you end up oh Mm. there's a parfum de mali that's like that or there's whatever Mm. there Mm. so but you know there's there's a
0: soma there's a soma parfums that's like that how is that? Uh, yeah, someone someone wrote a review of uh, uh, one of my Soma's uh, Halcyon saying that it was basically just a fucking dupe of uh, Amber Narguil, uh which it's not. Why uh, doesn't I, that I, surprise me? I, I, can, <laughs> I, I can see the resemblance, so fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Anywho. So anywho. anyway, um,
3: yeah, then we have uh, Victor and Rolf Spice Bomb. So we're getting up to Christmas... I'd fucking love that, man. Really? I love it. It's yeah, it's Olivier Polge again, who was in my basement. Remember? Yeah, um, oh, yeah. He made that. It's it's fantastic, man. It's a bit of a it's a bit think of sledgehammer. Your with, basement.
0: Like, I th- I think I I took him off your hands.
3: Though. Oh, you did. You did. He's in your basement. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He is. I'll um, have a word with so the cunt. It, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just from marketing point of view, it's a fucking hand grenade. I mean, how cool is that? And yeah, it also, is cool. a lot of the the flankers are shit. Some of the other versions that were mildly derivative were okay, um, but the original one is is I I love it. I mean, it's really it, it's actually a vibe that if you kind of go back and sort of think about the, uh, the, the uh, you know other perfumes that have had a little bit of that to them, I would say uh, Gucci Pour Homme Two mm. is that mm. the blue one. That has a little tiny bit of that pink peppery spice, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, Dan, I don't know, maybe you don't like that because it's really amped up in in Spice Bomb. I I mean, it's very sweet spice
0: spice bomb. um, But I I, I don't know, maybe. um, So, Spice Bomb smells like just about everything else to me. uh, Although, I suspect probably Spice Bomb was the thing that created that sort of genre of fragrances almost but there are a lot of fragrances that smell like spice bomb uh, in some sort of way
3: well i'd like to say the i think the sort of lineage if we're going back goes through gucci porom 2 which has a tiny little bit of that obviously it has the tea and it's a completely different fragrance in a lot of ways it's very like ghostly and sort of musky whereas this is like really warm and, like, full-on and sweet and spicy and stuff. But you can you can just get a little bit. It's almost like there's a little bit of a, like, really, really diluted down, like, tiny little bit of spice bomb in there. And there's another brand called Hanori. What are they called? Hanor- Han- oh, Hanamore. Han- Hanamore. Han- Hanamore, sorry, yeah. That, that one, Him, uh, which I've also got. That's um, actually which really is- good for a fucking... I mean, it costs like... High- eight
0: quid or something it's ludicrous and yeah. um, uh, that's, that's a fantastic a really good
3: one. one yeah yeah but again these are not clones these are these are all they have a little bit of that that you can just go all oh, right and then spice mm. bomb was like take it to the absolute let's let's really explore let's, this one let's explode like it. a cause let's turn it into yeah a let's it uh, will exactly exactly so i really like it i mean you like ben seemed sounded really surprised when i said that are you are you a not a Spice Bomb fan, or, oh, no, or what?
2: no? Not necessarily. Just like you know, just being a bit snobby, really, about it because you yeah, tend right. to think that Spice Bomb's kind of a bit sort of trite. Do you know what I mean? High but it's not it's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's just being a snob, really, um, which I am. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Cool.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, well, we're
0: all snobs in our own particular way, especially Fletch. She's the fucking worst.
3: The next day was Blue Cedrette. Oh Blue Cedrette.
0: That's uh that's one of those impossible um Com de Garçon bottles.
3: Yeah, that's right. So it's like a kind of weird little pebble. Uh mm. this is is amazing, right? It's like a reimagining of uh a Eau de Cologne type fragrance, but in like a really hyper like modern art gallery, kind of take it to the like extreme um yeah it's really uh what is it i mean it's obviously mental citrus that's just like relentless but it's also kind of slightly like Grain, but it's not it's like um in fact what is what is it like (laughs) it's brilliant anyway i love it well no i can't i just can't remember like what i said about it or what's in it um i mean i could like get this out and start like dabbing it on myself and yeah, um, I mean, it's very green. I don't think you'd, you'd uh, tolerate it, Dan. I don't think you'd like it. But it's very, like, woody, and it's got loads of, like, cedar, obviously, um, and, like, citron, like, that kind of... Whatever cedrat means, cedrat is, like, a, some kind of uh, citrus fruit, isn't it? Is um, it? Mm. C- yeah, 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 yeah. I always sort of so, assumed
0: it was, f- like, uh, uh, cedar. I thought cedar, it meant cedar. yeah. yeah.
3: There is yeah, loads there's... of like cedar in it as well, but sorry Flesco.
1: No, I'm just looking it up right now and it is it's like a really knobbly lemon that's huge. I'm just a huge. All...
0: Knobbly <laughs> <lemon>. <laughs> I, think, I think you just described James. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just looking up I just googled images and there's like a man with like it's it's bigger than his head. It looks like a big knobbly lemon. That's what a is. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: Nice. Nice. Okay, so there you go. It's it's a spectacularly good perfume. All of those blue ones in that thing, the incense one, the sandalwood one, mm. the sidrat, they're all really great. And I love Comme des Garçons because they just do, like, unapologetic, like, yeah, it's a bit synthy, but that's the whole point, you mm. know? Come to space with us in the future. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm on about. So, no, uh, I, I, I get it. Then the next day, I wore a Zerzhov Ascot Moon, uh, very kindly sent to me Ooh. by Ben. Uh, I fucking love it. Um, really? I, I w- yeah, I went back to a review from like 2000, like years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really liked it then as well. Um, so basically, it's got this really earthy, like, opening of like flinty kind of like almost like smoky, like earthy patchouli petrichory vibes but like nice it's kind of like stony uh like earthy and stuff and then it's got this really warm musk like base underneath which lasts for ages and it's just really nice and i love the way that those like the interplay of those two things which are quite opposite i mean it could be an all-out weird perfume that just is is like that earthy kind of thing all the way through and that would be fine too. But the fact that it has this kind of, again, the duality that I that I love about perfume, it's really warm, gorgeous, musky, dry down base. I think it's I think it's excellent. And I'm not a big, like, you know, lover of uh, Zerzhov. But that join the club, like, I think I always like that. I don't like the exclusivity of joining clubs. And I think we've talked about this before yeah, uh, with, have, with Ben. That, like, you know, it's one. funny that, that we all kind of really quite like that that line, even though it's probably possibly one of the more twatty like Zerzhov kind of concepts. Like, do you know what I, I mean? I
0: like so, some of the line. I don't, I don't think anyone likes all of them. I mean, if they do, they're twats, and or they're probably posting in that uh, that some a a, uh, uh group. And uh,
3: yeah, I think they're quite interesting, though. You know, um, I, I I do even the ones that I don't like like Birdie, which is fucking awful. I hate. And, That's uh, the one that
0: I really hated. That and, and yeah. Don, I couldn't get on with at all. Commandante yeah, as well.
2: Yeah. Commandante and Birdie is just repulsive. Uh,
1: I know okay. nothing of what you speak.
0: Okay. okay. Well, anyway, well, we shall so. have to educate you.
1: Oh, I don't. Know. But like ivory
3: root and <laughs> there's like a powdery kind of vanilla, y floral. Oh, no, sort oh I of tried one ivory I like. root.
1: Didn't like that at all. Really? Did you not?
3: Oh, there's no. nothing to dislike about
1: well, it. Well, I just it's... found it very middle-of-the-road and a bit blah. I was like, oh, fuck off. I it is quite blah. Yeah, I yeah. just wasn't like, mm. Because w- it has it gets a lot of love and I was expecting to be like, oh, my God, I need it. I wasn't.
0: What right, else so. have you got uh, in your list? La Lique, uh on equis, Which is... Uh, is that the one that smells like Creed Royal Oud? That this... Mm, no. Uh, uh, no, no, no! Sorry, not Royal Oud. Uh, Bois du Portugal.
3: Little bit, I suppose. Maybe you could get that from it. I, I, I see it. I love Lalique because mm. so the, the the formulas are really kind of. You could say cheapskate. You could say like thrifty or whatever, but they're very, like they they kind of almost like, because they know that the main thing about their whole is the brand that even if you're buying a cheapo kind of thing, it's still in a beautiful bottle, still really nicely presented. Their brand is kind of that, um, like Grossman kind of accord, you know, that whole like, let's make something really minimal, like woody. But then the stuff that actually sticks out that makes it what it is, is really quite great. You know, the little bits of things. So this has like a peppery, nutmeg, juniper, like woods to like the top mm. of it. And then it's just basically loads of Isoe Super and just like things but it doesn't annoy me crucially i because it doesn't just all that top stuff doesn't just fade and go down which is one of my main pet peeves about those kind of minimal modern perfumes that you're like yeah you get a bit of excitement to begin with and then that's all it is in the dry down it's just like well if i made a perfume like that i'd be like well it's not successful as a perfume because those top notes those little bits of things that i put in or the mid didn't last all the way through you know it didn't carry it enough so you can't get away with that minimal like cheap structure basically and that's why I think Lalique do really well and especially in this perfume they're kind of like um it, it, it's just really good I really like it. you still get the pepper you still get stuff that you got when you initially sprayed it a little bit of like nutmeg as well maybe that kind of like nutmeggy sort of vibe it's great it's great
1: but um, all of that Lalique I mean all of Lalique stuff you can buy for like chips on ebay that's well, the weird thing yeah. about it it reminds me of that kind of bentley or you know there's really cool like we sell really expensive cars we sell ex- really expensive vases but our perfume you can buy for 20 quid on ebay
0: cheap as balls it's yeah. mental well uh, you say this but what i think they're trying to get away from that and they released a sort of higher end range which were all yeah uh in sort of colored bottles but uh, i mean they they hold no appeal to me, and I expect that they will be equally discounted as shit shortly anyway. Well,
3: they thought to themselves, we're missing a trick here. We should be, because we've got an established brand that, like, people will pay the money for. Why the hell aren't we making a... You know, that's what I think it was. But I think what they do best is that core stuff that they do. I mean, they still must be profitable. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure. Mm. They're not fucking... It's not like a, you know... um, a lost thing it's just to be out there and that's an extra like string to their bow there's actually a glass shop uh in chester that just sells like glass stuff and uh they have the lilic perfumes in there it's not a perfume shop oh, they don't nice. do you know what i mean but they, they it's all they sell is glassware and like proper glass by like you know real artists like blown glass like vases that are like three grand and shit <laughs> like i can't afford them but they look great um, and the only place that sells Lalique perfumes is in this weird, like, glass shop. So, uh, yeah,
2: I used to go. I always thought there it was there. weird, like, for a glassware designer to make shit bottles. Like, it's almost like devalues their brand to a to a degree. Like, you think which bottles do you think are shit? Well, like, you know, like Encrena, Encrena Sport. Like, what's the other one that's oh, just nice like a bottles, plain? Do you not think? I mean, yeah, but they're nothing. You would expect like a glassware designer to make something super jazzy, right? More ornate. Yeah. yeah I,
0: I, I know what you mean. I think the ones, um, not the Equus ones, but that, the the one that they uh, have used for the new expensive range, this sort of rectangular thing, uh, they've used it for other perfumes before, but now they've just added colour to it. I think they look really, really nice, but I can't think off the top of my head what, you know, the the first uh, uh one was called like something with a voyager or something like
2: that it's not comedia no, no. is it
1: yes the the comed the comedia that very bottle <laughs> really really flashy and it goes for like a fuck ton on ebay but that's like a beautiful bottle if you look at something like pearls and a leak or the amethyst stuff it's not
3: nice yeah they're mm. not they're not they're not great but think about it that the, a lot of those perfumes have a, a secondary posher bottle that you could get it in yeah oh, oh that's, 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 yes, so they that did a special edition yeah. or whatever yeah yeah so I, I think for what they do especially the fact that we're picking these up on ebay for fucking cheap as chips i think what they do is like better bottles than than most uh brands uh in in fairness but i i get what you mean like the the Lalique white that's not a particularly great mm. bottle um like yeah like pearls that i mean that is probably the cheapest bottle and uh um actual perfume like ever
1: <laughs> probably uh, I, like right, it's just it's just a bunch of ice super basically yeah i
0: I've, I've got lin sumis which um uh, uh someone sent me which is actually uh a very cool bottle. Um, I'm just trying to find the fucking... Oh, the name of uh, the one that I used to have that was in the same bottle. Uh, Hommage à l'homme, a voyageur, uh, La Ligue. Uh, and that bottle yeah. is a sort of Art Decoy type bottle. Um, yeah. And... Um, it's uh it's actually very, very nice. Uh it's very it's it's very clean sort of uh lines on it and they've used that for the new Ponce range. Mm.
3: It's a nice bottle though, isn't it? Yeah, it's
4: a good mm. one. They, it's um, a boring their, Sol- perfume.
1: their soleil they recently brought out in a litre bottle. A liter in full lalique crystal for like a thousand pounds. Uh, Some yeah. ridiculous in, amount of money it's like, And but,
0: in the words of Fliss Who the fuck would need
3: that much of any
2: perfume? <laughs> yeah,
1: who the that. fuck buys a litre There's that Prada
2: one isn't there That you can buy that's like Is it Prada Hom or something like that Like, and, it, and you you buy like Fucking like two litre bastard bottle of it
1: Has anyone ever seen oh, that? it would have to be
2: It's A two litre bastard bottle? Yeah, it's ridiculous It's a technical term Yeah, term.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Technical terms>. yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, James, oh, cool. carry on?
3: So, yeah, so then Friday uh, I wore Chris Rusak uh, timbre, as in, like, tonal... The tone. T- tone, yeah, to- timbre. But it's also a clever kind of play on, like, it's, you know, vibrations of a frequency on a string or whatever, and also, like, uh, timber, you know. Um Wood. I kind of... Yeah, wood. So it's a really woody perfume. Um, and he's a... Yeah, he's a, he's a, a perfumer from... Uh, well, he lives in California. I think he's from the other coast originally. Um, and he's an interesting kind of guy because he's, he's gone slightly reclusive. He used to be very active on social media and he's not so much anymore, uh, which is probably just realised that, like, it's fucking bullshit. Um, mm. And, you know, he, people really connected with his perfume like um, I know a lot of you know the the sort of old usual suspects on Instagram who like that sort of indie side of things but what I like about Chris Rusak is he's got like a a real almost that minimal Lalique approach that we're talking about that he's not he, he loves in fact it, it, I think this contains uh, a raw material that he actually uh, harvested himself so he lives in california uh and he went out and got some it's called colter pine resin because he actually sent me some of it like powdered in a bag i mean you know getting that from america literally looked like fucking meth or something and he like sent it to me like in a baggie um i'm surprised really? that got through fucking customs but it smells amazing do you know what it smells like scotch tape you know that like real smell of like a, d- d- like a fresh scotch tape so quite synthetic this is the thing that people think oh yeah like you know natural materials and all this that's probably the most synthetic fucking smell you could imagine isn't it like really plasticky mm, yeah, I was and really say strange
2: really plasticky sort of i've
3: i've never burnt it but i i mean i should do really i've still i've still got it somewhere uh, but it's you know it's intense for for you know putting in a burner or whatever and i bet it smells fucking amazing but it, i i love the smell of like that kind of scotch tape uh, smell Anyway, I'm getting slightly off the point because this Ooh. is a, a, a... I think there's loads of cedar in it. Uh, there's loads of, like, again, that ISO-E super sort of thing, which it almost dies down to... It almost does that thing that I was just accusing uh, fragrances of, but it just avoids that by smelling a little bit like birch. And I don't mean, like, smoky birch tar. I mean, like, what I imagine that white bark... It probably... It doesn't smell like this, but it evoked that straight away as soon as you smell it. Um, and... It's it's just the most woody, relentless wood perfume. There's no other angles to it. There's no other anything. It's wood, right? And it's in, it's really interesting. And it's it's interesting that you know he made it, and you know I've, I have a sample of it. That's uh, I, yeah, and I, I wore it. I love the sound
0: of relentless wood.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then I'm wearing Beach Hut Woman today mm. by Amouage. No. I don't think I know. Fucking. It amazing right really i love it i love it right i'll tell you why beach hut man was good it wasn't a vibe that i ever thought i wanted i was like beach hut what the fuck are these when they came out and i tried the beach up, man i was like this is great it's got like salty weird like that driftwood vibe which this also has as well by the way so they're tying them in together like they used to with the old uh masculine feminine releases and i love right the the the, the sort of like woody but like salty kind of relentlessness of the man one but the woman one is basically uh has this fruity note right that i'm gonna i stake my reputation on is under right which is this kind of fruity it's a component of violet and rose it's very fruity though and very like uh it, it, it's it's kind of dark it's almost like berry like um it's wonderful right loads of cashmere in this as well so it's kind of uh, woody and the problem is <laughs> when i first sprayed it i was like oh okay so it's got that little sour like pickle note of uh santal 33 so i was like oh is it a fucking santal 33 like bullshit sandalwood with that like papyrus note you get a little bit of that to begin with and then it goes like woody and then goes and then this this cavatol. it's kind of like an almost like purpley sort of rose-ish but like sweet and like tropical fruity and then that's just kind of relentless throughout it and then this like cashmere and like warm it's lovely and it's kind of sparkly like amouage with the incensey kind of vibe to it i think it's great i love it Mm -hmm. i love it
0: I shall have to add that one to a list of ones to check out because that's um, Amouage is a, a brand that I've found quite a lot that I like, although I've not tried that at all. Oh, yeah. Right, uh, Fliss.
1: <laughs> OK. Um, to be honest, I haven't worn an awful lot of very new stuff uh, recently. Basically, my eldest was off school all week with crew. I had to take him to A&E. And so we had to do a lot of, like, cuddling and snuggling. And I'm really, really aware that when one of the kids is at home sick, I don't want to smell weird or different. So I spent a lot of time wearing really nice, cosy ambers. I know you hate the word cosy, but it was cosy. Mm-hmm. Do you know that thing? So there was quite a lot of Shalimar going down. There was... Um, I wear... A, a, a by Terry called Rouge Nocturne, which is rosy and patchouli like. And it was, I think, by Terry are actually a really underestimated brand. They make very nice, clean stuff. But it's Is that Terry de,
3: Gun- de Gunsberg?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, I think she's recently had the stuff, she, her perfume line's recently been taken over. But when it first came out, there were some really good quality releases. And Rouge Nocturne is just a lovely, dark, rosy patch. comes across quite baby-powdery, but not sweet. And it was, like, one of the only perfumes I could cope with when I was pregnant and breastfeeding. And so that was... I really relate it to, like, the kids and stuff. So I was wearing a lot of that, which is really nice. Um, Mm. I bought, very excitingly, Myr Ardent from the Anique Goutel um, line, the same line that did um, Ombre Fetiche. And it's quite hens teethy, and I managed to get a hundred mil um, <laughs> off uh, vintage. Yeah, and it's n- it's not that same beast as ombre Fetiche. It's kind of like a really colory, myrrh. very sweet without going too vanillery, but a lovely soft veil. And I had twenty mil that I'd been saving and not wearing, but obviously now I've just bought another hundred mil. I can wear the fuck out of it, so that's nice.
0: Nice.
1: No, yeah. so you
3: just that's interesting. Vintage, because I remember you mentioned it the other day, and I thought, yeah. I've seen the advert on telly, I didn't really know uh, about it. But is it good for perfume?
1: I wouldn't say it's anything, the, the community is nowhere near as big as eBay, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I think what is on there is probably not. I think eBay can be depending on what you're looking for, there's a lot of fakes and shysters out oh, it's, it's there. You have to be so it's a sharksness. You and I have got a couple of um kind of like trusted sellers on eBay that I know as a vintage collector, if I go to those people it will be good. Um and I tend not to buy from general perfume sellers you can tell can't you if someone's just clearing out their nan's cupboard they've got like some shoes and some shit jewelry and like a large like number of skirts and bits of cashmere jumpers and then they've got the occasional bit of vintage perfume and you're like well that's not going to be fake because you can tell that's just someone clearing out um mm. but there's a lot of sellers on there that i think you just you've got to just be careful of um but vintage, I think is is people a lot of people just clearing out shit, so in general, it's not as expensive as Etsy, so Etsy has got like a load of vintage sellers, but they all know what they've got. so you're not mm-hmm. going to get a deal on Etsy. I think you can still get a deal on vintage.: If that oh, makes oh, sense. Okay,
3: well, that's worth knowing, isn't it? That's uh, Yeah. for the yeah. listeners. Cool.
1: It, it depends cool. what you're looking for. For vintage stuff, I think you' you're going to be okay.
3: I've
0: not checked. I've not checked it out at all, but uh, yeah. I-, I may go and have a nosy around. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else you wanted to? Uh,
1: um, I wore a sample of my by Bogue May mm. oh, <laughs> What a
4: perfume that is! Oh
1: my god!
3: Ben's oh, my. come to life.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know I said I was just wearing like. Cozy ambers, but I counted that as a cozy amber and then I put it on. It's like, ginormous. I, I, I wrote a thing about it on Facebook and like, everyone was like, that's not a cozy amber, Fliss. And I was like, oh, it is on me. And they were like, no, no, Fliss, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sniffing the cap now. Oh my God. Oh, it's just full. It's full of everything. It's just like kitchen sink and the civet and the musk and the florals and the ambers and the sheepers it's just everything but when you wear it it feels like a a seamless kind of scarf it's so fuzzy so furry I find it incredibly comforting I know some people were like oh that's really challenging Fliss that's you're brave I, was like, I don't think it's brave I just think it's lovely but that's just me
2: it goes on like it's one of those perfumes, and without sounding too much like a wanker, it, it's like it goes on a journey. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it properly changes wanker. like two or three times, <laughs> like what, during Just the wear. Wanker,
1: <laughs> boy, but wanker. It reminds me in, in a similar way of Diagolev. It has that same big feel, and you can, you know, it does smell incredibly expensive because it is. But at the same time, I think there's there's a softness to it. Um, that for me melds with my skin I think it's just my chemistry but it, it doesn't feel like I'm filling a room when I wear it, um, it and it yeah like you say you can. It, it's leathery, it's floral it's dirty it's animalic, it's bright, it's not bright there's a whole heap of shit going down um,
3: it, it, do it is it. an excellent perfume but yeah. I, I think I can understand how somebody who's not acquainted with that kind of thing would be a bit overwhelmed by it To begin with Because um, it is Full
1: <laughs> Yeah, saying. it's a lot of yeah. stuff going on But I I really enjoy it I really, really yeah. enjoyed that Which is great, so I, I think that's something I'm gonna have to pop on my list
2: I actually um, sold my bottle of that
1: What the fuck for? I don't know
2: I just I just wasn't really wearing it and I was just like, oh I just sell it and Did you and, keep
1: yourself ten mil back though? No I didn't because oh, you do it
2: And it. know it's, it's probably one of the only ones that I really regret letting go, actually. Although I'm sure yeah. I can buy it again, but um Yeah. Don't know and what even I was thinking. Moment of madness, really. Yeah.
0: moment of madness. Okay.
1: Uh, any anything else from yourself? Um, I, uh, my lovely friend uh, Claire Bradshaw, sent me a uh, sample of Bengal Rouge by Papillon.
2: That's brilliant as well.
1: Ah, oh, just lovely. So it was. I don't know we've had this thing about like honey perfumes in the last couple of episodes, and I am always like, oh, I don't want a smell of honey. This is honeyed, but it's not just that there's a load of other stuff coming in so it feels like it's not that cloying honeyness but I can still smell that honey sweetness in it and it feels a little bit hayish and tonkerish but there's a load of other things as well and I've just I've really enjoyed wearing it um, yeah
2: it's really Yeah I, l- I love that yeah, yeah I've had that's been on my wish list for the longest time and I it's really? always slipped my mind to buy it but it's really good I remember sampling it and just like from the first second I smelt it, it like bowled over by it and thinking this is Bang on, I really, yeah. really liked it,
1: and perfect for this kind of weather as well. That, that I, I just find it. Um, I know Dan's going to roll his eyes, but I find it very cozy. Stop
0: fucking saying cozy. <laughs> it's, it is it's, extremely cozy. It's
1: wafts and wafts of it cozy. means of coziness.
3: <laughs> Do you know what it's uh, inspired by? I mean, the name pretty much gives Bengal away. Bengal cats, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's got a it's, Bengal
3: uh, hat, right? Like
2: the perfumer, you, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's like her, um, because she she sent me that one uh, and then it got lost in the post. And I was like, oh, like gutted, it's like not arrived. So uh, bless her, she sent me another one. And uh, I was like, absolutely just love it. I mean, the quality of the materials, like you say, it's just, it's really like loads of like benzoin and loads of... Um, uh, um, sa- like the, the real like sandalwood in there and stuff it's just everything it's so like rich and like warm and um yeah all the kind of like oracy sort of it's just it's it's like wonderful um and yeah it's based on like kind of snuggling into like a cat's like tummy kind of like vibe and uh i do that to my cats all the time so yeah. Yeah. i mean my cats smell amazing i don't know like what what it is like maybe they just like pick up bits stuff, but they just, they smell
0: great, so... Weird, because yeah. uh, my dog smells like shit.
1: I was say, I've got a cat <laughs> that's dying and it smells like death, but oh. uh, I know, bless her little heart. Oh. But, yeah, oh. so I was wearing Bengal Rouge and I was snuggling my son, so that was nice. That's
0: and, and, me done. OK, and Ben, did you say you've got a Bengal?
2: I've got a Bengal and she smells like noise and pain because all she wants to do is just <laughs> shout, scream, jump all over me, fight with the dog uh climb up everything available uh so yeah i don't really know where if i made a perfume it would be heinous uh <laughs> hey heinous <laughs> brilliant uh
0: excellent excellent uh well uh, i'm just going to jump in there because i wanted to actually just riff on something that fliss said uh so i also have been in touch with uh, uh young bradders this week and uh i scored from claire uh, and i know she listens so hello Bradders. um but uh i scored i scored a bottle of ...Ambra fetiche finally so um so uh finally first uh, first iteration Ambra fetiche uh, and um that shit is nuclear uh, like four sprays of that and uh, like ten hours later it was still almost unbearably strong <laughs> it's brilliant um <laughs> Just on the subject of strong perfumes, actually, uh, there's two... There's a few things I wanted to mention, actually. On the subject of strong perfumes, though, I took my daughter to a party last night. She had... Um, well, she claims she only did 10 sprays, but I reckon she must have done about 50. Um, uh, and it's a Arabian Oud. It's called Al-Farid. Um, which comes in like as most Arabian nudes do, it comes in this absolutely ghastly sort of bottle um but it's a it's actually a really good sort of slightly sour floral musk um and i I really like the perfume, but she was wearing so much of it that I had to crack the windows on the car I mean bear in mind, it's freezing as well, but I'm like fucking oh, this this thing's just like sucking all the air out of, <laughs> out of the car. Um, did, and I got back home half an hour later after dropping off and, and the whole house fucking stank of it for
2: hours after she left. This is the monster that you've created, Dan.
0: I know, yeah. I
3: know, I
0: know. My is it one of your done...
3: cast offs or or
0: did
2: she no, pick no, no, it because no, no. it had did a she...
0: fancy
3: bottle? Did she just neither, like neither?
0: No, 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 no. Much more sophisticated than that. She picked it because she likes it. Um and and, and so it's not a cast off of mine. Uh, I, you know, I've got cupboard uh in here it's it's in my study because i have to keep it away from like uh, you know if it's the only place i've got enough storage for it um and yeah. every day every day before school both the kids come in they both just help themselves to perfumes they both know most of my perfumes um and they've both got bastard expensive taste and it's very <laughs> <annoying>. <laughs> but, but uh but anyway so alpha reed uh so yeah i was uh, so I'm gonna link a few things together. or attempt to in in a sort of radio DJ segue sort I love of style this idea so. of the
1: 16 year old going to school in a Roja Dove. Yeah, yeah
0: mate, <laughs> <laughs> you have you have no fucking idea. Uh, it just um, what did she wear? She wore the other day. She wore Oman luxury overdose. It's like, psycho like, uh, came back from school. Said, "Oh, you smell nice." She said, "Yeah, uh, it's a Oman luxury one." So, like, oh right. Uh, hmm. could you not use that? She said, yeah, lots of people told me I smelled great, though. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. uh, I wanted to quickly mention as well that I'd retried Oud Infinite, um, because I got a sample set from Ducita. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I should revisit that. Um, my opinion has, has, I suppose, evolved slightly. I still don't like it, but I can at least now appreciate it uh, for what it is. Um, It's amazingly fucking faecal. It it continues (laughs) to be uh, amazingly faecal, and and there's nothing nice about it uh, for the first, I'd say, couple of hours. But then as it settles, it does have that sort of incredibly majestic, chic sort of uh, vibe to it. And, And I can totally see why people would wear it. I just I I would not want to be anywhere near anyone else for at least two hours you know <laughs> after applying that though. So it's not it's not a very practical perfume. Um so uh that that you know both the Ambrafetish and the uh Ud uh, link back uh, to, to previous episodes of of course um another one that I wore also links back to a previous episode uh which is the Aide de Venustas Iris Nazarena. Uh, I love that perfume. Just fucking love it. it. It is absolutely, I mean, if it was. Well, it's actually reasonably strong anyway. It's quite durable anyway. I was gonna say if it was stronger, it could well be the perfect perfume. But it is it's amazingly lovely. I really enjoyed that. Um just a couple of other randos. Uh TK Maxx sales. Uh so I scored a couple of Amaroods uh in the TK Max sales. Um, one of which, um, one of which sort of surprised me, uh, which is um, Wet Stone by Amaroud, and it's quite a lot like Tom Ford Oud Mineral, which I really mm. dislike. Except I like the Amaroud, mm. and so where where the Tom Ford goes, kind of like uh, quite grotty, quite grimy <laughs> sort of texture to it that I don't like. The Amaroud manages to stay sort of fresh and sort of. Uh, clean with a sort of saltiness in the background um uh, pretty well all the way through and they make some really good
3: perfumes here, you know, that right there is something that i'd like to explore and we have touched on it before but i think this would be a good episode uh is things that are virtually exactly the same that everyone will go oh it's exactly like this that you hate but you mm. actually love now yep. i did try to establish a chat about this on uh fragrantica like years ago i was like have a look in someone's like wardrobe and ask them like why do you love this and you hate this when they're like quite similar to me and nobody fucking responded i don't think i got anybody it, and i was like it's... that's a brilliant fucking idea anyway. it is it's it's quite it's quite a nuanced um it's
0: quite a, a difficult subject i think because it, it really does require you to think about it um, uh, but I would say straight away that the Amarude versus the Tom Ford—that's a gimme. Um, there are also some perfumes that I suppose are in the vein of uh, Tuscan leather, even though I hate Tuscan leather uh, that I can tolerate. I wouldn't say love, but I could tolerate. So, um, so yeah, there, there may well be some mileage in there. But T.K. Maxx Amarude sales—that that was a bit of a bargain. Um, and the only other one that might be worth a mention is Caron pour un homme uh, pour La matin, um, which um, is really quite pleasant. I mean, it's very serviceable. It is a bit like Aventus Cologne, though. Um, so, um, you know, nice, inoffensive.
1: Which came first.
0: Oh, the Aventus, definitely Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a new uh, This is a new Charon release Oh, it's a new Some, Charon Yeah, someone told me that Caron had recently been Acquired by uh, um, You know, a, a, another Company um, And so they were pumping out lots of new Sort of flankers and, and bullshit and, and and I have to say This is this is definitely um, What I'd see as being The more market-oriented End of Charon stuff Um, you know it's pleasant mass appealing but very enjoyable Um, so anyway those are some of the things that I have been wearing in the last couple of weeks and uh, uh, of course I I have tried the uh, Bell Aim Arm um, however you pronounce it Bellam Bellam. Uh, right Big Worm can we Uh, we do some news no no? I need to ask Big Worm what he's been wearing I've been wearing... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Big Worm. Sorry, Big Worm. Uh,
2: Three? Yeah. Three Uh, whole perfumes? Three whole perfumes this two weeks. Um, Firstly was... I I can't remember what got me into it, but um, I picked up La Saint Parfumaire Noir Exquise, um, which is... uh, I think it's because we were talking about something on um, about uh, Christmas perfumes, maybe on um, WhatsApp. And so I sort of picked it up and got into that for a couple of days. Uh, But if it's like a chestnut kind of thing, um, which to me smells a lot like for the first like 10, 15 minutes, at least, it smells a lot like By the Fireplace by Mason Margiela. Uh, but it does kind of evolve past that. And whereas Maison Margello kind of stops, like you you get that initial smell, and that's what it really smells like forever, Nomaiac Squeeze kind of moves on from that a little bit and becomes something a bit more sort of fuller and has like more of an ambery sort of like base that it mm. dives into. Um, but it's nice, it's, it's good. It's It still mm. has that kind of chestnut trick if you like that's kind of like it, it, almost gimmicky but it's nice I like it um, I don't know nice. you guys all seem to have smelt it what do you reckon?
1: I hadn't smelt it for ages and the last time I did I think was just a tiny tiny mill sample and I I don't remember being that bowled over but it could just be that I was in a bad mood
2: no it's it's. I'd say it's fair appraisal it's it's, it's it's like if you like by the fireplace, it's like a niche version of that. If yeah. you like, like you know, um, and it does sort of go places a bit more, but it's still. I still think it's very nice. Yeah, 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 is, yeah. Is it because
3: you were thinking about that Christmas song, that chestnuts Roasted on an open fire song?
2: It might have been. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, because we are getting near. Because you said it's knotty, didn't you? Yeah, it's got like chestnuts. Yeah,
3: um, mm. nice. I.
0: I don't think I have tried it, unless you sent me a sample of it or something. I don't you think so, sample? but I
2: can. It's very powdery, sort of. Um, mm. but like I, I, I imagine, like, I, I will, because if we're going to do something sort of, like, about Christmassy frags or something... Ooh, well, yes, uh, well,
0: we have to do Christmassy stuff. I mean, we're yeah, only, like, it will go five out weeks away that. for
2: Christmas. So, uh, well, I uh, shall send out samples okay, to you guys of it for that then.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just reading what I wrote about it the last time I tried it. Swift, nutty opening, quickly to a scratchy, boozy, dark vanilla. More synthetic than I was expecting from this house. It's a pass.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably a fair appraisal. I quite like it, but like that's a, but, but I can, yeah, probably fair appraisal, to be honest. Did you get it cheap, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Where yeah, have you yeah. got it from? Um, yeah, I don't ever buy anything, like... Full price I'm, I'm, I'm like mr <laughs> cheap like uh yeah i, I bought it off uh, one of the facebook groups uh at some point never and, uh, pay retail never, never pay retail. Retail. Never retail um and okay, on that note good. another one that i bought cheap off of the pen you know Penhaligans do like the no box sales um yeah up yeah, yeah. something off them uh, iris prima a long time ago and now it's been discontinued and i think a bit of a sought after one
1: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. i've it never is. heard of it isn't that a
2: Bertrand Doucherful? It, no, it's uh, it's another, I should should look this up, because it's a big guy that everyone knows. It's Marillas, I think.
1: Oh.
2: Um, oh it is, it is, it is. Yeah. Big big Bert. Yeah. Um, and big, it's, big Bertie. Uh, it's an interesting one, in that it's exactly what you'd imagine when you say it's a Penhaligans. in that it's kind of middle of the road, it's not really pushing any boundaries, it's a bit kind of soft. But it's pretty good. It's it's yeah. it's a strong iris and it's a thick iris and quite dry. It's not doesn't really go to the, that kind of like horrible purple, like kind of violet sort of iris it, area that it's inspired
1: by the by prima ballerinas. And so there's an element of the leather soles of their ballet shoes. So the and, patch
2: on the front is yeah. a suede um, patch from the bottom of a ballet shoe. From the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it oh. I, for,
1: it really does. I remember it quite strongly being a good evocation of that and there is a, there's a strength behind it I totally agree with you, mm, it doesn't yeah. go to that puffy sweet thing No, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 nice. it's interesting and it's very
2: fresh as well, it has like a sort of citrusy sort of edge to it um, that keeps it, and I, and I quite like the way he works the, the citrus edge to it in that it's, you wouldn't ever call it necessarily a citrusy perfume, you might not even point out like, that this smells particularly citrus it's almost used in this way that it just elevates it and keeps it bright And the the iris, it never takes over the iris. So it's just sort of like propping up the iris the whole time. Um, And it's done really well. And I really like it. And I've I've barely worn it. Um, Because I got it just because it was fairly cheap and it was, you know, uh, on sale and it was an iris. And I thought, well, I like iris perfumes. Give it a go. Benched it almost straight away. But I've been wearing it a lot these last couple of weeks. And, yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. I think Um, it's
1: one of the ones from their older collection that's been discontinued that I regret not having. mm from my memory, yeah. It
0: sounds all right. Awesome. Yeah.
2: There's one more. Go on. Yeah, go on. So, so, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, the last one um, is just... Uh, I think I might have sort of spoken about it before. Um, Mask Milano Russian tea.
0: Oh, yeah. Which
4: is pretty mm. yeah, You good. Have. you're quite a fan.
2: Um, strong, cade opening. It reminds me of um, T-Rex by zoologist, but without any of the florals. It's just this, like, hardcore labdanum leather smoky tea thing. Um... But It's bloody good. Um, I really like it. It's a bit, it's, it's nothing more to say about that, really. It's, it's quite clearly like a, a labdanum tea thing. Um, it's a little bit sweet and ambery, but it's yeah, remi- it's like, it reminds me of the base of T Rex, but without any of the flowers. Um,
3: isn't there a Vatava one that you really like from uh,
2: Hemingway from that? I, brand. I really bit. like that. It's probably, <coughs> yeah, I really. It, I will, I'll probably empty that bottle and I'll be gutted when I do. I, I, I saw it, actually, there's one on eBay for 45 quid and I was thinking about getting it as a backup and I've never got a backup of anything, because why would you? But, uh, but this one, I, I fucking love Hemingway. It's so good. I,
3: the thing is, right, I, I remember trying some of that brand. Definitely tried that one. I've definitely tried Monte Cristo. Definitely tried ta- Tango. Mm. Um, And I remember really liking, like, all of that, thinking these are really great. Um, And then I just kind of never really sort of connected with the the brand, and then you've mentioned them on here, and I've thought, yeah, I'm going to get... And every time I've gone to get samples, they're always sold out um, from wherever you can get them from in the UK. They never seem to have the the sample kits. I mean, they're quite expensive anyway, aren't they? They're they're discovery sets. But, like, Mm -hmm. I've been willing to buy one a couple of times, and I just can't get hold of one. Um, but yeah, interesting brand, and I think they've done some really. Uh, I have tried that Russian tea one as well. I like to say there's nothing that I disliked, mm. um, and yeah, I just I think they're an interesting
2: brand as so a brand. I, I think they're quite, um, they're quite. They're uh, quite creative and and pushing. Like, like they push boundaries a little bit. Like it's nothing. I've never smelled anything from them and thought this is sort of redundant. And you know, yeah. it, they're all they're all doing something. Um, I mean that Monte Cristo that you mentioned. Fuck me, that's a. I mean, if you like pissy perfumes, that is just pure like animals' piss. It's <laughs> it brutal. is brutal. Yeah. Um, I think it's got. Is it hyrax? It's got in it or something, and it's. Uh, yeah. Oh god, that it smells like a hamster's cage. <laughs> so anyway, okay. yeah. Okay, that's what I've been nice. wearing these last few weeks.
3: <laughs>
0: groovy so let's have some uh news
3: uh i think james you said you had some news i've got two news segments one Jamie fragrance is doing big brother in germany apparently uh just for, the trash, just for the trash did you not know yeah. about this? Is, so is, the, is just...
0: this is this is he on like is that on now yeah i believe so yeah, yeah right, he's like actually in the TV. big brother house now
3: Correct. Oh, yes. Wow.
1: Oh, I've I've got see that. Why would they let him do that? That's not fair.
3: Uh, no, I thought. Like I say, I thought they had like a psycho evaluation. It might be the intervention he in.
2: needs. You never know. Well,
3: true, true. I mean, he oh. might, he might excel. He might, you know, really shine in there. He might be a really nice person. Uh you know, I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So any- anyway, so so Jeremy Fragrance is in Big Brother. We don't, Good. We don't really. Good. That about is that. interesting. Good. Good for him. So then Hermes uh, are releasing a child's perfume. Do you know about this? Have you heard about this? Do you know about this?
2: I always find that slightly um. weird.
3: Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, okay. It comes with, like, a little spinning top, like a little dreidly thing, and, like, you know all the beautiful, like, stuff that folds out that Hermes do? I got some... You know they do those scented, um, like, cranes? do you know this about Hermes they
2: do oh yeah 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 you mentioned this before that they uh, and that you they're like you apparently so yeah
3: yeah yeah like like, I didn't know they were for that but I think my missus told me and I was like all right yeah that makes sense but like they do beautiful like just really lovely if you saw it Fliss right you'd say oh no who likes Ben or so oh my god sorry go on have you found it oh no sorry Oh, right, OK. Because, yeah. like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, that's creepy. I think it's quite charming when you look at the actual
2: what? the little Sorry. offering that you get. It's like a little... I really want that bottle. There you go. There you go. What's,
3: What's it, called? it called? What's it called? <laughs> that's
2: Cabriol. It. Hermes Cabriol. Go. And it's got a little child. To describe it, it's got a little child in, like, a onesie riding on the back of that's a it. horse. Yeah, it's cool. Uh But it's, like, illustrated... uh, It's very um,
3: Hermes, though, isn't it? It's very classy. It's like the kind of kids, you know, that, like... Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) And it's honeysuckle.
2: Alcohol-free It's honeysuckle and osmanthus. It sounds
1: delicious. They haven't actually said on for granted that it's for kids. It's for for men and women.
3: Well, Mm. yes, of course, it's not for kids, but let's just... Hang on, let me... I'm sure he won't says it's alcohol-free, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. no, so... they um, can't drink it. I
1: totally get it. what you're saying. I just find any of those... I mean, a, a number of companies have done it, haven't they? Released children's perfumes. And I just... I find it a bit like... Kids are not meant to smell delightful. They're meant to be up to their fucking arseholes in mud and banana <laughs> and peanut butter. Yeah, I mean, and that whole kind of... Let's, you know putting your kids in little white frou-frou dresses or little, making them perfect and clean and then they have to smell nice as well. I just find that I find all of that ick. I like to smell nice, but that's my choice to to push that onto a child that should be running around, you know, picking its nose with his finger up its butt. That's a different (laughs) thing, you know? You know what I'm saying?
3: I do know what you're saying, I do. But, like, I think sort of, you know, slightly... Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's a nice, a nice little stocking filler for sort of, you know, middle class or like, you yeah. know, like po- posh children maybe. Um, no, I, 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 I'm sure he won't mind me uh, saying this. A shout out to Clayton uh, Ayoalya. Ayoalya, I was like, I, I hope that's right, sorry. Um, so um, he enough. said, he said because he was at like the, the launch thing for it and he had like the chat with Hermes and stuff and he put it up and I was like, oh, that's really charming with all the little bits and all the stuff you get with it, beautiful packaging and all that. And I saw the bottle and was like, oh, that's really cute. Um, And he said, I like that Christine Nogel uh, didn't want to base a kid's fragrance on orange blossom, since in France, it's an ingredient often linked with innocence and childhood. So the replacement is Osmanthus with honeysuckle. Uh, It's still very clean, uh, not so indolic, and the Osmanthus isn't very leathery like other interpretations. Uh, a very easy-wearing scent, that's what he said. So, um, yeah.
1: It's interesting, mm. I'm just looking at the um, the Hermes homepage now with it on, and again, yeah. they're not marketing it as for children. It says, it's an invitation to find your inner child. So that's very, it's very careful what they've done. But Absolutely. they've also said, alcohol-free formula, cabriol is suitable for delicate skin, children aged three and over. Well, there so you go. So they've yeah. kind of they've they've very cleverly said, not marketing f- it for your for children. It's for your inner child. However, well, you can still spray it on your child if you wish. You've got it. to hedge your bets if you're yeah, in that game, though, haven't yeah, you? So that's totally. But
3: the idea of honeysuckle and osmanthus to me sounds heavenly.
1: Oh, right? it sounds delightful, and I it love does. I love her work. I mean, I think yeah. she's she does really I don't lovely stuff. particularly. No, not,
0: yeah, she's... off her work. Really...
4: Oh eh, no,
0: she's she's fucking systematically flushing that house down the toilet, mate. I, honestly, I'm 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 unimpressed. I I'm, I've been so bitterly disappointed by what she's done in in terms. Give of us some good Ted ones, please. Come on. Flankers.
3: Let's let's be
2: let's be positive okay, here. Age twenty four. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> well. So I, I found, like a, a, like, a media press thing for this, this cabriole and it says that uh, it's designed to evoke the scent of a child's cheek. Uh, a velvety as mantis base along with fresh honeysuckle scent accompanied by notes of sandalwood and apricot created for children. The formula is alcohol-free and works on delicate skin. And uh, she says that I sought to create a comforting and highly distinctive scented water that signifies the bond between parent and child. I wanted to make a digression, a joyful leap towards a new proposal. Deliberately moving away from orange blossom, I used as mantis and honeysuckle to express in a different way the great fondness I feel for childhood, a time of fearful, fearless experimentation and insatiable curiosity. This eau de centeur is an invitation to prolong this state of mind, made of play and freedom for as long as possible. So there's the. <laughs> I, I, I,
4: See, I, I think, think like
1: Twilly is very good. Now. She she does Twilly uh, oh, all, yeah. and all oh, the Twilly <laughs> flankers, which I think are excellent. Did and she, she do the Gallop. original
0: Twilly as well? Yeah,
1: and she did also did Galop to Hermes as well. I have to admit, the stuff that she doesn't do she's, that she's done outside Hermes, I'm not so bothered about. But I think that Galop to Hermes is lovely, and I I also think that the Twilly and the Twilly flankers are very good.
3: I agree with Galop. I think it's. I'm a a late kind of, you know, appreciator of that. But I think I love it. Um,
1: um, Mm. However, I will agree with you, Dan, because she totally fucked Air de Hermes up the line with that intense vetiver. That can go fuck itself, because that really... Yes, (laughs)
3: Uh, yes, <laughs> H twenty four is not great. She's done a few yeah. of those, like the Citron, the Garden ones, which are
1: bad. So I take like, it back. I think shit. some of her work is some lovely of her work. Some, some of her, her work is bobbins.
3: <laughs>
0: some of her work is adequate, I would say, and and uh, and indeed uh, a fairer judgment you will never hear. Um, right, I think. But let's not I'm, forget. Let's just give her credit for.
3: She's had huge shoes to fill at Hermes
0: she has she has and and she's uh, uh you know really managed to not quite do that so um kudos on uh, not quite getting the job done there uh right um i'm feeling particularly antsy and would like to wrap up part 1 there so uh thank you for all your absolute twaddle it's been uh 90 minutes of sheer bullshit uh we will be back for more bullshit Uh, after this uh, short musical interlude. Hello, and welcome back to Les Odorants, the greatest show on Earth, trademark. Um, This week, we are going to be talking about archetypes, and um, this is something that uh, I guess has been on my mind a bit recently, is this idea that for any given genre, there is an archetype. Um, there is, you know, the fragrance that sets almost the tone uh, for all the others. Um, now, I, I guess we need to be a little bit more circumspect about it. It can't just be the first one that was ever created. So, you know, if we're picking Fougere, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, Fougere Royale by... um uh just because it was the first one doesn't mean it is the archetype uh, by definition. Oh well you've fucked mine now, haven't oh, you? Fuck it it now. All right. <laughs> well get, guess what guess what James is choosing. Um yeah so um but yeah no it, it, <laughs> well it can be but it doesn't have to be. So I think almost like uh so rather than archetypes maybe it's reference points but uh
3: well, no, I knew that. I knew that, and I'm just winding okay, you up good, because good, you know, it's because that's me, that, isn't it? You are <laughs> a bit of a
0: wind up. Um, okay, so um, and I, I think what we're going to do is pick some genres and uh, work through them and see uh, who's bringing what archetypes to the table. What are the sort of reference points uh, you bring? And 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 I mentioned Fougeres and uh, Ubigon Fugere Royale. Uh, Can I just ask, does anyone actually have Fougère Royale as their reference point for Fougère?
3: I do, but let me just because what
0: you you go first then.
3: Well, what what you've just said there, right? For for a start, it the whole reason that I did that is because we had the whole discussion around what is a fucking archetype in the first place. We all had different ideas on like I think I think Ben. And I and maybe, I think we were all sort of maybe overthinking it, which is like what happens all the time because it's actually like when you sort of condense it down, it's actually a more simple thing, what what you meant and the definition of stuff. And we go through this all the time with various different things. Anyway, what I will say is I did pick uh, Who Begun, um, Fugio Royale. I was completely aware that it's the most boring, obvious pick but that was the whole point, mm. because my other ones are not that at all. Are complete, like, what? Why is that your fucking archetype? So that's why I picked this one, because I was like, I've got to have one. In the same way that we talked about number five, well, Fliss talked about number five, right? You kind of have to talk about it, right? And and in the landscape of Fougeres, I actually really like uh, the the, the Fougere Royale. Okay. Mm. So we're not talking about the original one anyway. Now, if you do want to talk about the original one, it had a pioneering use of um, the uh, first sort of extracted coumarin. Uh, so it was literally the 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 whole vibe of the fougère was made around the fact that they could isolate coumarin. Um, uh, uh, and that they could uh, use that as a as a perfumery material so you know without that you don't get the the fougere and and then the fougere became a thing which is still going 100 year you know more than 100 years later so it's like uh, i'm not even talking about that one right what i love mm. about the modern reinterpretation of it and this is the whole thing things can be rebooted and like you can still go oh we've got that heritage and the 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 legacy of that let's try and honor it with a new perfume and that's what was done in 2011, was it? With um, mm. with Fougere Royale. And what I love about it is the patchouli. Now, if you were to write down what is a fougere, does it necessarily have patchouli in? Well, it's not a complete, like, you know, uh, you know, Lars von Trier fucking Dogma 45 thing. It's not like you absolutely have to stick to these kind of things or, or yeah. else. It's a, it's a, like... No, you you can put patchouli in it. But what I like is the way the patchouli is, like, used. Um, I think it's really clever. And I think it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant fougere. Like, I I looked at my other fougeres and you could say, oh, is YSL Mm -hmm. Reeve Gauche a fougere? don't really necessarily think that is. I know that's an archetype uh, yeah, for some people. I,
0: I, but... I, I think it is. I think it is. And and I think you've always said no, what is it, no warmth, no fougere. Is that, is that your expression?
3: Uh, I, again, I'm not going to completely stick to that because you could say it's an aromatic fougere. You could say uh, Paco Ray-Ban, the green one, is a fougere. You could say this is a fougere. That fougere became a wider, uh, more all-encompassing term than it kind of originally was, and you can say that about cheaper. We've said this about different genres; they all become mm. more expansive and and they start to include more things because the perfumer might go, "Let's try and modernize it," or "Let's try and do something else with it," or because there's always this striving to kind of innovate, and that that's fine, yeah. right? But I just Reeve Gauche for me is almost its own thing, and I get why people say, "Yeah, fouget it it's got the lavender." It's got the kind of powdery. It does have the warmth as well, right? But for me, it's not, like, absolutely quintessential. I get from it uh, more of the slightly, um, like, clovey, like, subtle spice note in that, and that's what makes it for me, right? And there's no reason why you can't have that in a a fougere because it's got the moss. It's got the, um, the those kind of, like, vibes as well. So... I guess Rive Gauche is a, is a, is one and it's one of my. to be honest that's one of my favorite perfumes. I love YSL Rive Gauche. I think it's amazing. But again, if I was picking fougères, I'm picking Fougere Royale. Uh that's hmm. kind of that's kind of it really, <laughs> you know. Okay. I, I think no, that's you, my you're most allowed to. Yeah, that's my most obvious yeah. one. And I, I think it's good for a reason. And I love the use of yeah. patchouli in it. Okay.
0: So so I I'm, I'm I mean, I think that's a, a fucking splendid uh, entry into the catalogue and uh, and a great justification. I, I mean, so Fliss, I, I'm aware that Fougere is probably not necessarily your uh, most favourite sort of uh, genre of them all, but um, uh, do you have a an archetype in the Fougere category? I do,
1: and I, I have a feeling I'm going to step on your toes because it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Invasion Barbar bar by MDCI. Get
0: out! <laughs> Pick a different one. I
1: can't. I can't. So, for me, a fougere, I mean, yeah, it is not something that I I own a lot of. Um, and I don't really, mm. actually, if I'm really honest, I don't really own any full bottles at all. I have mm. um, s- the smallest little uh, sample of Derby, lovely Lewis Arkey sent me after our... Mm. Chat in previous episode. I've got a little bottle of Dior Jules. Is Darby a Fugee?
4: I think
2: it is. Oh, I don't go. want to foreshadow, but isn't that? with that guy? Go, I've got it under a sheep fur.
1: Oh, have you?
0: Oh
3: yeah. I see. I would put it under a straight fucking leather.
0: But uh, well, there you this go. is
3: why. This is why those kind of perfumes are their own archetypes because they're, they def, they 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 defy genres or they cross over them. Discuss.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, th- I think they do. I could see the argument
4: for it being so a fougere. I, for I me, guess. they um, are Fougeres
1: because they are this masculine, and I know we hate saying barbershop Fougeres, but for me, they do, they all fit into um, that barbershop wheelhouse. However, on the edge of the Venn diagram, they are, for me, they still smell like that. And we talk about Fougeres, and in terms of if you look on for granted, and this is just being very, very sort of like off the cuff, there's got out of the 1,152 fougeres for men, there's 33 that they claim are for women, and uh less mm. than a hundred that they continue they consider to be unisex. So it's very, very much mm. a masculine uh sort of genre and so for me Derby and Jules I would say although I would happily rock them both occasionally um, I don't need a full bottle and it's the same with Invasion Barbar, I think it's phenomenal I had a little 11ml when I bought a full bottle of a different perfume from Mm. Claude and he sent it and I I wore it until I used up and I I think if a partial ever came up I would buy it but partials are never going to come up because it's so fucking good and I love it. Uh, I just I I think uh, it's
3: brilliant. Sorry, are, are fougère and barbershop the same thing?
1: Well, that's again. I think maybe not. Maybe that I think barbershop is a, a section of fougère. I think maybe it's a section of fougere that I like. I and mean, we were talking about this on WhatsApp, weren't we, in terms of when we talk about archetypes, would, are we just going to mention all the big ones or are we going to talk about the ones we actually own? And for me, if we're going to mm. talk about the ones we actually own, then the fougeres that I own samples of or decants of are all barbershop ones. And anything that's not, mm. I don't have, unfortunately. So I'm less I'm less capable of taking part of the conversation, but those, those so, are the ones so, i love so the
0: distinction the, the the
1: distinction for me
0: i think uh Fougere and barbershop do get sort of used uh to some extent interchangeably um and and i'd be i think i'd be sort of shooting from the hip rather than saying with any degree of confidence but for me the, the it has to have uh, a lavender, yeah. in order to be a fougère, no, and, and and I don't know that all barbershops necessarily have a lavender.
1: No, well, and I think uh... that there's a creaminess to a barbershop that happens with a sandalwood base that you can have a fougère without that sandalwood base, and it's then it doesn't, it's not a, a barbershop for me. Well, and that's just my ah, you know, oh. <laughs> jump in, jump let, in, jump in. Let's let's hold our
3: horses here, right, and say what does fougère actually mean? It means fern-like. In French, yeah. what do we think about that? I don't know. I, I, exactly, it doesn't really mean anything. So it's kind of like we're putting all this meaning on Fougère when it's really about. Uh, again, it's really whatever you kind of uh, make make of it because it's so interchangeable. Like you say, you can have the sandalwood there. Yeah. You don't necessarily need the sandalwood there. You can have this there. That. So there's there's lots of like things that you can sort of plug in. And I
1: have got lavender perfumes that I wouldn't call Fougères.
3: Exactly, or, or,
1: exactly. all
0: barbershops. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that is what makes uh, it, uh, 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 well, maybe with the benefit of hindsight, I'm retrofitting this goodness around uh, uh, it, but it makes it quite an interesting point of discussion around what's the archetypal fougere when actually the archetype is is essentially the thing that defines the genre. You know, once you pick out a few archetypes... You can sort of say, well, these are the things that essentially define the genre, and things that are of this kind of uh, ilk, this nature. Those are therefore fougères. Um, you know, it, it's defined. It's defined for me as a, a category of similar things, rather than a
3: fucking, you know, a, a compound or, or presence of a particular note. It's like anything else. It's it's where you define. It's where do you draw the line in the sand and say this is and this isn't. And that's exactly what that's why it's so fucking interesting because so many different mm-hmm. people have different interpretations. That's why I kind of gave myself the restriction because it's like anything else, sometimes like in like music or sometimes I think if you've got like if you've got restrictions placed on you by something, it almost makes you more creative. It makes you kind of because you, you don't because you sit down with a blank canvas and like a million different synthesizers and different things around, you and you're like, "Oh, where do I kind of start?" When if you if you kind of restrict yourself down and go no I'm not going to use this I'm just going to use these techniques and that so so it's like I say about the warmth right that is my own mm. definition but I understand that Fougère is much broader to other people and maybe has other things so I've kind of done that deliberately to almost keep the purity of what was intended by the characterization of of what a Fougère is right. So that that's what I kind of Yeah, that, that I'd sort of done that to myself. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying anybody else should adopt that, but that makes it easier for me because it restricts loads of other things from being Fugier's. When Fugier could just be this mad fucking sprawling thing. Same with Sheeper. That I understand Ben's kind of I completely understand the the categorization of Darby as a sheeper. We'll talk about this probably when he talks about it but like mm. i completely understand that as much as i understand the 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 fougere aspect so it's very interesting because all these different like genres are like kind of crossing over each other and you know certainly with like mm. oak, oak moss and lavender and you know even things yeah, that have got yeah, loads yeah. of linalool in they're gonna smell a bit like you know and it's it, so that's why it's so fascinating you know so, 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 Fliss
0: puts me in a bit of a bind here because um, whilst I would have said uh, uh, Invasion Still Bar Still say bar, it! Because it is, Still say it! Well, no, I, I want to I use something else. But Invasion Bar Bar is, is arguably my favourite fragrance of all time. Um, I just love that perfume. There's just... For, for me, that is everything that is fucking magic about perfume. Just the way it, it, it just... I don't know. It, it, it just it 's amazing everything about it is is just total perfection um so um but anyway uh, i 'll think of a different perfume, um, which again, I guess is an obvious one, but it's it, for me it 's a perfume that every time I wear it, I think, Fuck me, I could just wear this perfume forever, just like every day it, it, if I had to choose one perfume it's it 's perhaps the most versatile, most perfect perfume. Because I accept that Invasion Bar Bar isn't necessarily the same, you know, the right fragrance for every occasion and everything. But um, Nikolai New York Intense, I think, is arguably perfect for anything. Like, just any occasion, whether whatever the weather, whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Now, there is a question. (laughs) Does it constitute... Does it actually rise to the classification of fougere? For me... I'd say yes it does but um I I feel like um it's not necessarily a slam dunk uh, on that one.
3: No I, I, according to my warmth thing then I would say yeah. it's more like eau sauvage it's more like a bitter aromatic uh scent than it is uh, a fougere but I completely accept that it it could be a fougere to certain mm. people's you know uh, standards and it was one that i had in the mix even when we just were thinking about fougeres that popped up and i mm. said no doesn't quite meet my criteria but it was mm. still in there because i understand that you could be in that category uh, and, and just to sort of wax uh lyrical a little more about it
0: um I, one of the other things that i love about it is that it's not ludicrously priced i mean it's it's very reasonably priced. You can buy a hundred mil bottle for like I don't know, one hundred and thirty quid or something like that. Which, you know, for what is, uh, I I think, probably one of the greatest perfumes ever. Uh, that's a pretty decent price, you know. Fair enough. It's not it's not your ten pound off Amazon, uh, Marbert Man, um, but it's it is a fucking stunner. Who's it made by?
3: who what uh new york intense oh sorry no we're talking about new york intense sorry i thought we were still yeah. talking about your pick um oh yeah no uh uh
0: yeah no my pick is new york intense um, oh sorry I, yeah in, light of, picking, in light of fliss picking yeah sorry i'm still yeah, thinking uh, we're talking so, about
3: invasion bar bar no y- uh, okay so yeah.
0: invasion bar bar was by uh stephanie bakoosh uh, and I think when we did, uh, did we we did a uh, uh, we did one on an episode on one hit wonders and all, all killer no filler mm. that that kind of thing, didn't we? Uh, and Stephanie Bakouche, I think, was my pick for Jeez. one hit wonder because uh, you know she has done lots of other stuff, but uh, nothing uh, on, that, on, on the scale and the immensity of that. Perfume. That
3: herbal accord in that perfume because it's very herbal. I mean, mm. it is like ridiculous with the kind of herbs. That is like the most sort of signature thing. And at the end of the day, I a thousand percent like uh, Invasion Barbar bar is a Fougère according to my sort of you know coumarin and mm. has to have that warmth and all that. I mean, it has tons of warmth. It has almost like
0: you know too much. Um, it's it's got it's got a, it's got a musk to it which um i i ended up talking to stephanie cuz uh, obviously like you have had enough pictures of this <laughs> fucking perfume yeah. and she, uh, eventually she was like Dude, stop fucking tagging me! A lot. No, she, <laughs> didn't, she didn't say that. Uh, she, she was like, "Oh, I'm so glad you love it," and, uh, uh, and 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 I think I'd posted something about some other perfume. I think it was Rochas Mustache, and she was saying, interestingly, the first version of Rochas Mustache. Uses a very similar musk to what I used in your beloved Invasion Bar Bar. Right. Um and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, uh, uh, everything about it is just fucking epic um, from start to finish. But New York Intense by Nikolai for me would be a very very close second, just because it's such a brilliantly fucking versatile perfume. Um, and you can you know, go and have a literally literally peek through the window well,
3: and watch her making it as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want it. I, I you know. I, I I would genuinely like to do that, and it's such a shame that I don't like much else from that the the house. If I'm honest, but um, there's but, some terrible that stuff. One. Yeah, she's got well, some good ones, it,
4: but
0: it, it, none of them. I haven't tried any that I thought were terrible, though. I've not tried that many, uh, but I've certainly uh, you know struggled with a lot of them. But anyway, so that's so that's me. So we've done uh, all three of us, but not Ben on uh, Fougere Ben. Hit me up with your Fougère. Well, I think I might be up against it a little bit here
2: because um, yeah. you've laid out some big hitters that are like, you know, classy quality fragrances, and you mentioned you know that none of them were cheap twenty pound jobbies uh, from Amazon. But mine is uh, okay, and I and and even in its heyday, it was an underdog. So I'm really up against it. But I'm going with Calvin Klein Eternity. Does that? constitute fougere i think so but i don't know what do you not think so it's 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 green it's aromatic it's got like the kind of fern side of things the woody side things it's got lavender is that the new one the the Ed. this is the parfum yeah yeah. oh the parfum Um, yeah yeah, i think it's eau de parfum yeah yeah um which to be honest is 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 exactly as i remember it from the early 90s
0: So. I was hoping that would uh, uh, pitch up on uh, Amazon Black Friday and get like discounted to like four quid or something daft. But uh, it I, hasn't I got so this far.
2: one off of um, Notino when it was discounted um, for something mm. silly. I think it was about eighteen pound for a hundred mil. And I tell you what, I know that I've picked this because it's archetypal for me because of the nostalgia reasons. Because I wore this throughout my early teenage period and. You know, I sniff it and it transports me back to all those obviously sappy memories that we've all got of being a teenager. And mm. but I just love it, and it—it's. I even remember at the time smelling it and thinking, "Oh, this smells grown up compared to what I had been wearing around that period," and feeling like, "Oh, this is like this is something different. This is something else. This is a genre of perfume that like I haven't quite tried yet." And and I I used to wear it as like a 13 year old like cocky little 13 year old and think like oh I'm so much classier than all these boys in their ck one do you know what I mean I like probably I probably were I think but there was yeah. something
1: about a fouget for me um is that they are grown up mm. I think as a as, you know as a whole when I think of a fougere, I think of a grown man wearing it mm. There's it they're not
3: not for boys are they not they? it's
1: not for boys and you know if you were if you were rocking it at 13 then all
2: hail! Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, so what do you think? Do you think it's a fougère? Does it? Does it count in? I don't uh, James know.
1: It well enough. A, I'm afraid I, can't I say.
3: do. You know what? I tried it in the shop when it when it came out that that parfum version, and I mm. absolutely loved it. Um, I can't remember. I can't really remember it to be honest. But I remember it was like it was nostalgic, and I was like, yes. Like, why isn't everyone just like knocking out? an odd perfume like this still, because they're great and they're still mm. uh, they're still relevant and stuff. Um, but what I think is interesting is that you've kind of harkened back to a day when I'm assuming you didn't know what a fougere was then. Do you know oh, what I no mean? Idea. So yeah, yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. it's kind of we're talking... The, f- the reason I bought it when I was 13 was because it was on sale in the chemist near my house uh, <laughs> and, and and it was like the only one I could afford and it was like, oh, this is... You <laughs> it's know. as
0: good a reason as any. Absolutely, <laughs>
3: absolutely. And I
0: think, uh, yeah... It, yeah. I'm just looking at it. It is classified on Fragrantica, you know, the source of all truth and uh, <laughs> total infallibility. But it is classified as um, a uh, uh, aromatic fougère. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's surprised me somewhat. But um, there you go.
3: If you um, look at fougère again, aromatic is the key like word there. That like there's loads of subgenres of fougère. So everything that's remotely kind of manly and maybe has a bit of, um, what's it in it, like lavender or whatever, just gets thrown in that kind of fougère sort of category. Not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it's broadening everything to... I like I like using another word, another descriptor, so you can have, a, you know, an aromatic fougère, or you can have whatever, because aromatic doesn't fucking really mean a lot. I mean, to me, I know what I think it means. It has like, an aroma. yeah i would say more that an aromatic is kind of like uh, herbs and maybe like citrus and that's what i think and like kind of
0: aromatic to me definitely means herbal yeah yeah Yeah. and and and, um uh having um yeah i I can't quite put it into words but there's almost a sort of um a, a sense of diffusiveness of of herbs so that it it kind of almost catches your nose if that makes sense there's a yeah a, you know the herbs stand out the herbal notes stand out that that's what makes
3: So it would you would you smell. say that invasion barbar is a aromatic fusion um yeah i guess i would yeah cuz it's very it, i mean the the like say the herbal aspect is what makes it incredible that's what gives it its signature for me because otherwise, you might think, "Oh, yeah, it's a really pleasant lavender." Like, what do you think of Reflection Man by Amouage? Amouage,
0: I love it. Yeah. Um, although uh, it's quite, f- it's very floral. Um, so there you go. It's surprisingly floral for for uh, for me. Similar
3: um, fragrance, pushed in a slightly different direction. That's slightly more floral. Mm. Uh, I would say that Invasion Barbaro has got that herbal, you know a chord that is just signature to that perfume and then you've got that but they're they're kind of similar loads of coumarin, loads of like like a mossiness and lavender and kind of the sweetness of that and the warmth so yeah essentially you can take that kind of basic structure of the fougère and push it in slightly different directions and i think the the invasion barbara is the the sort of herb do you, i mean what do you think flish you picked it so what do you get loads of herbs from it
1: I do I think I get a lot of the lavender um, but it's not a mm. lavender frag at the same time there is like you say there's there's uh there's a spiciness after that initial blast which I, is it is it cardamom what is it um'
0: it's violet and
1: yeah that, but it's, it's, it's not floral either I, I think that the violet leaf and stuff in it the reason i i perceive it as as a fougere i think is the lavender and then the the there's a fuzzy creamy dry down which i associate with a a shoppy feel which i normal? also associate very much with a manly fragrance as opposed to yeah. something that i would wear regularly
0: it is very manly it is oh uh, yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah so um
1: I mean, I, I guess it, it I, smells I, I, like yeah, an incredibly expensive old-fashioned shaving foam. I mean, it's so expensive, but it has that mm. feel to it, which I, I think is why I associate it.
3: Now, I will just say that there is another note that you can put into, or accord, let's call it an accord because that's really what it is, uh, of tobacco, right? So there's these mm. kind of tobacco-y... Similar vibes to reflection, invasion, bar, bar. You know, and if you put a tobacco in there, that can also really, or like, like, like that kind of hay, like tobacco. It all adds into the warmth. It kind of ties into the coumarin and all that stuff. And do you know who has actually a really quite good one that I don't want to even mention on here because we, we, well, I don't know if we don't like him, but I know Dan does like.
2: Aaron Terence
3: Hughes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Aaron Terence Hughes, right? As much as like I really don't want to like any of his perfume. There's one of them that kind of is a fouger theme. Oh, it's called Boss Bastard. <laughs> Speaking of oh, we fuck off. That little little tie you back to You can't
0: call You can't call a perfume Boss Bastard. No, you can't if can you? Yeah? If,
3: I I agree. <laughs> if, if if you
0: call your perfume Boss Bastard, then you're a twat. And if you <laughs> buy a perfume called Boss Bastard, then you're also a twat. It's yeah. just like... I mean, it, it's, like, it's like the fucking naming has been done by some, you know, adolescent...
2: Maverick.
1: You know, I think star- so. <laughs> it's not going to twerp. stand the test of time, is it?
0: Boss Bastard. Oh, fuck off. I mean, it's so, like, and slut. Yeah, I do my perfume slut. And, uh, you know, why not just call it slag? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I made this perfume. It's called, it's called slag. Slaggy. Uh, dirty um, slag. It's called, yeah, this one's called dirty slag. <laughs> slag. And then the flanker, dirty slag. Uh, and uh yeah, just oh
3: uh, fuck off. I, I know, I, mean, I they, know. But they if, may be
0: good perfumes, but those names those names are straight out of fucking tragedy.com.
3: Yeah, I mean okay, well enough enough said about that. I think we've pretty much we've we've covered the Fougère pretty well there, haven't
0: we? Yeah, yeah, let's have another genre. Why not? Uh I, I, I like this genre because this genre means nothing. Uh, uh sport. What's a sport? <laughs> what is a sport? What's a sport fragrance? Go on, hit me with your sporty choices, Big Worm. Uh, um, by the way, we're calling Ben Big Worm today for <laughs> no reason. Uh, Big Worm, hit us with your sporty choices.
2: So, so I went for the obvious, um, and I I sat here for ages thinking oh, I can't go for this. I've got to pick a better one. I've got to pick something slightly like off the beaten track or whatever, you know. Um, but I can't, and it's going to match up in class with my eternity. Ralph Lauren Polo Sport. I just oh, love you it. I
0: just you absolutely have... love it. Right. Uh, f- from now on, I'm going first, <laughs> right?
2: I'm going first so that nobody picks my fuck. But it really bastards. is like when you think of archetype, it really sums up like It absolutely. does shower gel so well. I mean it, it, I can't think of a better perfume like, you know, I mean I don't do gym because I'm a rake, but like if I did, <laughs> I can't think of a perfume that would smell better like uh, as a kind of shower gel-y kind of thing, right? It, it's Yeah. So it so what what be.
0: does sport what is that what the sport genre means so to So I you?
2: always to me, sport I always feel like is is like a shower gel, clean, very American perfume kind of thing. Like like that American trend of clean shower gel, really. Um, you mm-hmm. know, a sort of high class shower gel. Um you know, I, I think I I put, like, so for everyone, I've put, like, a slash and, like, a second choice that I think is, like, slightly more interesting or whatever. And for me, I think this, like, borderline is is a Galan Lomidial cologne. But that, to me, is, like, it takes some of the elements of the sport, but it it misses the key component, which is that shower gel vibe, I think. But that, for Mm. me, is, I think, what, what makes it the sport. And I say that's why I had to pick Ralph Lauren, polo sport, sorry. Yeah, okay... I mean,
0: it's just... So my take on sport fragrances is broadly that they tend to be a flanker to uh, some sort of fragrance and what they do is they make it more uh, citrusy and aquatic and, you know, shower jelly, I suppose. But Polo Sport has no... Unless I'm missing it, but it has no... Bearing whatsoever, no relationship whatsoever to Ralph
3: Lauren Polo. Well, does this it? and to just think about the branding, right? You remember the nineties, right? I was gonna say, but it's funny that no, we're all. No, I don't. I don't remember
0: the nineties. <laughs> no, but it it's fucking. It, it was a
3: haze. Well, I, okay. Well, you've well, you were around anyway. Right? I was. So, <laughs> so I'm no I'm but, told. But if you think about it, right? I, I, you know, just because of sheer like. I I I didn't pick it because I don't really like the actual perfume that much. In hindsight, obviously, I wore it at the time. Obviously, I liked it. But if you remember, like Ralph Lauren's polo branding is quite preppy. It's quite like, oh, it's the pastel, like, shirt. It's the pastel polo. It's this, it's that. It's kind of like the the deck like trousers i actually quite like that kind of look <laughs> certainly now i'm uh you know uh, uh, an older daddy um but like basically um like the the polo sport the whole logo and everything was completely different if you remember all the yeah. clothes mm-hmm. were based along that line so it was like the jackets had like polo sport in this kind of like futuristic like squashed writing that was on the bottle. So the bot the whole branding of Ralph Lauren like changed to be this oh, this is the sport version of Ralph Lauren. It's a totally different like thing. And that's why that is an archetype, and that is truly the the definition of sport, right? Mm. You can't get more sport than that. Forget fragrances, forget whatever. It is like the brand actually took sport as you know, let let's make this a sport thing. So, uh, I absolutely I, if we were doing winners and losers in this, like, Ben would, like, win that one, because, like, that, I, I can't think of a more archetypal sport than, than that. What do you think, Fliss? How did you get on the sport? Uh, uh, well, hang, hang, hang on Sorry, I'm, i Sorry, I'm I, taking I, was, over here I, I again. Still, I
0: still, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bothered that you didn't answer my question. Oh. Which is about <laughs> whether or not there is a lineage at all between the the, the Ralph Lauren polo fragrance, which is that big green coniferous sort of uh, piney sort of thing, and the polo sport. No, because I mean, it's not a flanker of that. Well. It's
3: not a flanker of that, is it? It's, it,
2: it's not. It's I, a I ho- never considered it as a flanker. I always thought polo sport was a separate thing.
0: Yeah, I, I I I did not consider it a flanker either. But normally, when I think of sport fragrances, uh, and I'm going to pick mine just in case Fliss fucking <laughs> you know picks out my second choice, right? Just a fucking you know evil, evil. Uh, so um, this one is Boss Sport, and this is this really is just a flanker, mm-hmm. a sporty tuned up flanker of. The original boss uh number one, but they it's not number one, is it it was called it was just called boss I think um originally uh, and 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 this is really good it does basically smell like the original boss, but with a sort of citrusy top uh, for half an hour and then you're into pretty well the same sort of territory um it's not something I couldn't actually imagine wearing. And playing sport <laughs> whereas the you know the the, the polo sport I, I could but um, I, this is my choice and it's very nice and the green bottle makes it super cool and and like enjoyable to look at and uh, and it's a good perfume but it's not yeah uh, I know Ben wins uh, yeah okay so we move on to Fliss what have you got in the sport column
1: I haven't haven't got any <laughs> <comments. laughs> no, because I fucking hate it as just <laughs> really? yes it's just awful just I, I, there's just so many things about it that I hate I hate the way that it's marketed I hate the way that it's marketed as this kind of stop telling me what to do while I'm wearing a frag Something like sport. It's like, oh my god, you have to be doing sports. Go play sport. Go play sport while you wear me and be a man. Oh, just and every boyfriend I ever had who ever wore a sports frag was just an insufferable twat who thought I should be thinner <laughs> and wear more beige. And just like, before you know it, you're in a bar and they're talking about being on a triathlon and how they're sub 230. Just fuck <laughs> off. I just can't bear it as a, as just, a, just the just di- the way that it's marketed my vagina dies when people talk about <laughs> spa- sports frags I can't bear it, I want to walk into an oak clad <laughs> library in a gentleman's club where George Clooney and Ryan Reynolds are wearing Gucci Purim original because they don't wear sports frags so
3: wow.
0: I mean yeah, wow Um and uh not not only wow, but I feel weirdly seen and wonder whether perhaps we dated at some point. Because <laughs> your, your your assessment of your ex boyfriends does sound alarmingly close to the fucking bone over here. I I could talk to you about the triathlon yeah, if you want. Like. Sub two thirty, um, but uh, no, nah, sub two thirty for for what distance would that be? That, that yeah, I'd be sub two thirty for for Olympic. Yeah, yeah, I would.
3: Fuck yeah! So anyway, just, um, just the
1: kind of men that have it in the in the bathroom. It's just, I just, I just. It shows
3: it, a sort of lack of something, doesn't just, it? Like yes, to it pick really, that, yeah. really
1: I, does and for me. And I just there's I, none, there's none of it that I smell and think, ooh. <sighs> <laughs> I,
0: I I wish our I wish our listeners could see Fliss's face now. <laughs> it just like. I mean the, the oh, series of expressions
4: she's just gone it off my through. Chest.
0: Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. She went. She went through rage, contempt, and finally relief. So, uh, yeah,
2: pretty well. I, I mean, <laughs> she's <laughs> right though, right? Because even when you look at the branding of most, and it's a bit like what we were talking about last week with uh, Bleu de Chanel, right? Being like the kind of grown-up version. But it's like if you look at the branding mm. of most of the kind of especially early '90s sports frags. They almost were like, um, you know, playing the brands down, you know, like almost like trying not to be pretentious or like classy or, you know, they were almost trying to be like, hey, we're just like teenage boys, yeah? Look at this like, <laughs> modern sans-serif front that we've squashed up and spaced out a little bit and, well, you know. It's funny you
3: should say that because that leads into my sport fragrance <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> perfectly, right? Ben couldn't have said a better thing, right? So I was going to go with because I got it recently and I wasn't really asked about it at the time. But I got some samples of like eighties fucking or whatever, really old samples, carded samples. I was like, wow, these are amazing. Uh, they'd obviously been kept really well because they were Paco Riban Sport. Not my pick, by the way, but they're amazing. Mm. Like the the tops are really intact on it, so it's the Paco Riban, the green Paco Riban original. Um, But the sport version, and it's really, really good. It's incredible, really rich, like deep bass. Great. That's not my pick. My pick, right? My pick is another hot that we we foreshadowed earlier uh, by sort of Ben um, is Encre Noir Sport, right? Uh, Does anybody uh, remember Encre Noir Sport? It came out in like not that not that long ago maybe 2013 14 i know that's that is a long time ago however right when it came out there was outrage including me right because i was like Mm. that is like the kind of fragrance that you'd wear to a funeral that is the most somber encre noir is not a sport fragrance right how you could have sport and people were fucking outraged like fragrance fans Go on the go on the thing and look at the original, like when it came out. Scroll <laughs> scroll up on Fragrance. Really? You'll, pro- you'll probably see me going, "How dare you do a sport yeah. version of this? What are you playing at?" <laughs> and everyone was annoyed. And it was literally like Encre Noir, oh, this kind of thoughtful, like moody, fucking vetiver, like oh, yeah. oh dreary day perfume. Suddenly it's sport, and it was. It wasn't even like Lalique were like reading the fucking room. They're doing this, like, years and years later. It's like, why, yeah. why? You brought this perfume out, and there'd been all that sport rage in the 90s. You brought this perfume out, and then all of a sudden in 2014 or whatever, you're bringing out a fucking sport version. What are you doing? What well, are you like, Definitely,
2: doing? it should be like a noir or something, shouldn't it? Like a noir uh, flanker. Like,
1: But instead, exactly. they were like,
2: sports. Sport. It was hey, like, I people were like, kids. But yeah, yeah,
1: I feel what it, are you doing? you put sport at the end of a flanker's name as a way of selling it because i feel like there th- there must be a group of men who just go oh yes it says sport on it i, I, I
2: rah, sport i always but, thought that they were like markets like at, towards like an american audience like a, a kind of clean preppy. preppy yeah and well that kind yeah. of like well well i mean it, it is like a i don't know it's a bit of a stereotype and it probably doesn't <laughs> apply to people who listen to this podcast but Generally speaking, the stereotype is like an nice. American uh, audience is like they, they they want clean perfume. They want clean mm. shower jelly perfume, right? I always just thought it was just like an, an, a home run for the companies to like market a sport, sell it massively in America. Happy days. Kind of
3: well, thing. that's it. Someone sold a sport originally and everyone felt they needed to jump on that bandwagon. Even Lalit, after like fucking years of being like, dude, you don't have to do this, but they did. Do you know what's ironic about it? It's a great fragrance. It's actually a... It's really good. That's what I was going to say. It's actually really fucking good. I
0: mean, and it does follow that sort of uh, uh, pattern that I I sort of mentioned before, which is broadly that a sport fragrance tends to be a fresher, um, more sort of breezy riff uh, on the original. And indeed it is, except... With uh, uh, Encre Noir Sport, it's basically Encre Noir under the covers. You just get a sort of slightly more preppy, upbeat top. It gets you the top notes that
1: arguably you
3: needed anyway, you know? I get
1: that, but (laughs) then call it... Cologne or légère or something don't the word sport is like it's telling you what to do while you wear it, and that is the thing that i hate. I don't
0: think it's i don't think it's an instruction no, Le-
4: I, <laughs>
3: leger. <laughs> leger. let's just like unpack that one
0: <laughs> let Le- uh, as in leisure uh, there, pronouncing whole, the word no leisure no, no
1: the f- there's a there's a whole load of fragrances oh. that have a leger flanker l e g e r e
0: what what's that mean? Means leisure. <laughs>
3: you can Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: If you could see her face now. I th- yes. There, Sorry. There is
1: something around. I just. I just hate the word. The. The sport. It's like.
0: But it's it's not it's it's not an instruction, and and you don't no, I know, you, know, you don't I know, have to comply. Oh my God, it's telling me I have to sport.
1: Shit. No, I know it's quick. Not, but you I see, are. <laughs> No, I know. But there's yeah. there's something. I, I I'm not explaining myself very well, but I feel as if that... No, you are. I, I feel as if that it's not an instruction, but it's 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 a really helpful hint for thick people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this isn't an
0: instruction per se, but it is a strong hint. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, thick people do tend um, to do sport, though, don't they? So you know, they do. Yeah. they do. Yeah. they
4: can
1: smell uh, of whatever, as, whatever they want while they do it. You know, they as, don't have as, to smell as of this.
3: thicky. Yeah.
0: Do, do you know what? Do you know what I wore to the gym today? I wore uh, Duck du Van Alex Stream by uh, Good Who uh, Begant. Who yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Brilliant perfume and a fougere, I'd, I'd uh, venture to say, probably not a sports fougere, but uh, I uh, I wore the shit out of that at the gym today. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> uh, so sport. I think sport worked out really interestingly. So we got we got the uh, we got the epoch defining uh, uh, polo sport. We got the. Uh, not so epoch defining boss sport, and I think I may have undersold this. By the way, it is actually a really good perfume. It's well worth uh, you know checking out. Should uh, a sample avail? Uh, I like the bottle itself. It's
2: very like it's the opposite of what we have been explaining sports fragrances about. I mean, that's quite re- refined, and you know you wouldn't look out of place. It,
0: it is. It's quite elegant, and it's 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 basically got a little tennis rackets. So it's more. This isn't. Uh, the, it, this is definitely more sort of uh sport as in the racket club hmm. um and civilized uh, rather sport. than yeah. yeah rather than fucking hey sport do the running thing uh, uh you know all that kind of sub 230 shit um, so uh, so anyway, we we so we got the Epoch Definer, we got the Boss Sport, we got the Fuck Off I Hate Sports perfumes from Fliss, which actually Fliss, I, I, I you know I I've very much enjoyed you in full rant mode. Um, <laughs>
3: that you know, was brilliant. That was brilliant.
0: Yeah, ain't no rant like a Les <laughs> Oda rant. rant, um, and uh, and, uh, and and from the insufferable Boy Lard. Uh, we've had the Encre Noir Sport, which we is have- just wow, such a
2: wacky fucking perfume. That's uh, amazing. So, so sport worked out well. Sorry, I just looked at the Fragrantica uh, reviews, right, for Encre Noir Sport, and this one stuck out from Plead Insanity that says, not really sure what the thought process was behind this release. Somewhat <laughs> like trying to turn a funeral into a pool party, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Brilliant! I
0: like that. Uh, yeah, but somehow it works. I, it's a great perfume. It's, it's um, good. Like
3: I say, it's the citrus top that Encre Noir arguably needed anyway. Do you know what I mean? It, it, and exactly. it's kind of like exactly. you've just made a perfume. You've given it a bit more, and therefore I like it. And and plus, I always talk about that thing of vetiver and grapefruit it, having that mm. new tone, like uh, thing that t- ties them together. Symbiosis, it, exactly. And that that captures it. And that's why people like citrus and vetiver perfumes, because they go hand in hand. Whereas Encre Noir yeah. is so bleak and so, like, devoid of any... It's just loads of, like, bottom and loads of um, vetiveral acetate, which is, which is yeah. a great material. It's actually quite a, you know, but it's, it's, it's gloomy, you know? They should, have, they should have dropped. They shouldn't have bothered with sport,
0: right? They should have just dropped the word noir. Because Encre Noir arguably should be the flanker to Encre, Encre, right? <laughs> And Encre, Encre is the one that basically Encre Noir Sport should be. So that that uh, that's how I would rejig that. And then you've got the Alex Stream version as well, which uh, it, it, they all smell more or less identical after half an hour, <laughs> yeah. anyway. Um, but just also little shout out to to uh, f- to those perfumes because they cost. About fucking Tuppence halfpenny, you can get any one of the three for the square root of fuck all. It's uh, it's quite amazing.
2: This perfumer who anyway. made it uh, made another one called Rouge Bunny Rouge Silhouette, uh, which is like a kind of oh, upmarket yeah. version of Encre uh, with a kind of bit of mm. uh, juniper sort of chucked in to brighten it up a little. So it's kind of a bit like mm. the sport version actually, like in terms of it being a little lighter, but. Mm. Hmm,
0: but does it go (laughs) (laughs)
2: sub-2.30? Probably not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what we need to know. Uh, Right, Okay. so um, let us move along. Okay. so moving along, we are going to go for, I think, probably our final uh, choice of the evening. Uh, Arguably my least favourite genre. No, that can't be true. It's certainly not one of my favourite genres of perfume, though. The gourmand, and we have talked about gourmands extensively before. Fliss, okay, you can go first on gourmands, and if you pick mine, there's going to be trouble. Oh, although, um, although I'll give you some reassurance, I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay, yet, cool, so. I
1: can't possibly do that then. Um, I'm not a huge gourmand fan, I have a few in my collection, and we were talking about um. Things that we have that are gold standard in our collection as opposed to things that I put up there as, like, the archetype. Mm. Um, Fave Deliciere's Dior. I yeah, ooh, I think that that is cool. pretty much a gold standard. It's it's mm. it's sugary, it's cakey, it's very, very cakey. It's like, got that Christmassy feel, it's very vanilla.ry it's got all of that tonka in it. Um, and I just think, yeah, it just it just tastes... You can taste the cake as you spray it on and when you wa- mm. when you're wandering around the other gourmand that i have that i do like is saffron tri by um, l'artisan Perfumeur. and it's not a cakey gourmand it's more like a creamy puddingy it's very very milky and vanilla-y. and it it smells it smells like a like a milk pudding a Creamy milk pudding, and it's delicious to wear. And the saffron, the saffron really, really stands out. And f- as a as a non cakey, gourmand, that's my gold standard.
3: Well, saffron is such an acquired taste, isn't it? It's such a weird thing that in food, if you if you like saffron, you're pretty fucking out there. I would I would suggest in terms of your taste.
0: Uh, but uh, was, saf- was saffron in food? You mean rather than saffron in, in perfume? Food perfume.
3: If you enjoy saffron, so, I think, yeah.
0: So so in, in food, saffron tends to have to be used incredibly sparingly. It's one of those things that, you know, you have to be very deft with your uh, uh, dosing, as yep. it were. Otherwise, yep. you know, it'll overwhelm a dish. So is that is that the same with perfume and saffron materials? Do you have
3: to be super careful with that? Uh, I think it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Uh, which sounds like a bit of a cop out answer, but I think it's I think it's true. I think the mm. perfumes that are uh, overtly uh, smell of saffron I tend to really like, uh, but also you could make kind of a subtle rose. Oh well, mm. not subtle. Quite a big rose. If you've got other big things in there, the saffron can sit in between them possibly. But like, if you're making a saffron. Like heavy perfume um then I would argue that yeah, I think you've got to be uh it's quite an acquired taste because it's very earthy uh it's i I call it like the twang, I would say it's got like the twang it's like mm. it's like leather it's like really mm. in your nostrils and it's earth, like dead earthy and like yeah it's i, I, I sweaty love
1: sometimes that. as well
3: yeah I think yeah, and I think it's oh, the, it's one of those things that's so complex that it's really difficult to uh understand even understand why you like it, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I have a um we've talked about the Xenia elements mm. of man range before and there was some scornful uh uh uh, uh words shared about, you know, the naming and, and arguably having reflected on it, you know, it's justified. But passion uh, is uh, the saffron one of that range, and it is fucking stupendous. And now I'm gonna try and dig that out for tomorrow. Um, okay, cool, right? So, Fliss, those are your choices. Just sorry, remind me that the, the second one was saffron. What was your first choice? Fev delicious. Fev delicious. Oh, Feve, yeah. Of course. Which?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just? I'll just. Um. The the Fev delicious is clearly a great choice because one. It, it, is that people's, like, quintessential, is that your, um, uh, what are we saying, like, archetypal oh, to- Tonka fragrance, even? Would you say that that's, like, the best Tonka or, like, you know, because arguably...
1: I did a, I actually did a video about Tonkas and... Uh, I, I'm sorry, to Dan, I'm going to say it, but Soma Halcyon pipped mm. it. And I think that's a better Tonka. But Fave Delices is is more gourmandy for me.
0: Well, Halcyon. Sorry, did you say uh, Halcyon I, is better than
1: on the video? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't see it, but I. I, I
1: yeah. Oh, Aww, I is.
4: know. There you go. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you some cash yeah. later.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, go on. I, I go think on, James. F- Fave Delices is interesting because. Gourmand was already established as a thing that one people were into, two, it was kind of a you know, uh, a, a genre that, regardless, like perfume companies or in, indies or whatever, have always been, um, uh, like uh, catering for forgive the pun, uh, catering for this kind of gourmand audience. Who are a bit like furries or something, they're a bit like they're a bit like people who are into kind of slightly weird like stuff. Um, who who like love this gourmand genre and you know, god love them, fair dues to them. But like, I think Fevdish Delicious, not only was it uh from a, a really iconic house, uh, a true house, and it came mm-hmm. along when did it come out like 2015 16? 14, when, when, I, I don't. De- 14 was it right so up, okay but, but even still like that as a thing it really redefined and it kind of almost brought it to a new audience and it is the one it is the i i and it's a great choice you know i would say like mm-hmm. that is one that that really defines it even though it like i say it was already kind of established but that one really took it to like a whole new maybe a new audience i don't know maybe i'm talking shit <laughs> I don't
0: know. Mm. No, I, I think uh, I think it's a good choice and it's a good analysis. Uh, I, James, on, on that, what is your pick? My pick is Chocolate Greedy. If you say. Uh, oh, okay, I thought you were going to say Herba Pura then. Uh, <laughs> chocolate chocolate, Gr- chocolate Greedy by Montal. By which Pierre is Pierre Montal?
3: Yeah, Pierre, our oh, mate, Pierre Montal. So I can be pretty quick <laughs> about this. Uh, I just think that it was. A really impactful chocolate <laughs> perfume. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giggling
0: at the idea that you can be quick about this. I was just, James has never knowingly been quick about any review. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. 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 Is, well,
3: you'll see. I'll be quick. You watch. You've said that. now. <laughs> so, um, no, but I think like I, I one I don't really like Montal. We all know that. We all think Correct. what we think about Montal, but. I think as a as a genre defining like perfume and it one I don't own this by the way. So I know we were supposed to be kind of looking at our own collections, but my collection really isn't that like I, I don't really I don't really necessarily have something to suggest for all of these kind of different things that we have. So I'm saying chocolate greedy. I own uh Vanille Absolue by um Montal, which is almost the same thing. It smells like a vanilla wafer, right? And when you wear it, you get literally. I remember I wore the last time I wore Chocolate Greedy, I wore it to work, and everybody went, "Can you smell chocolate?" I can smell. Cho- Why can I smell chocolate? <laughs> and I was like, "That's me. That's me making that." Like everyone smell chocolate, right? And I was like, that, "But that's done what it's supposed to do, right?" So I smelled of chocolate that day. Um, but that's only from wearing samples. But the one that I have worn, which is almost the same. To be perfectly honest is vanille absolute, which smells like that like like a vanilla wafer i don't i don't even i don't even hundred percent know what a vanilla wafer is, but I think it's like almost like a waffle cone or like something, but it's got this vanillary it's those it's those uh uh thingies you
0: get in the coffee shop in cafe Nero and that oh yeah surely. okay
3: yeah like on uh, yeah. on your on your saucer or whatever like you yeah. usually get them in Europe or whatever but yeah. That that kind of thing um, That's what it smells like to me Like waffly, wa- wafery Vanilla uh, But the, obviously the chocolate one Was more towards the Cow, like cocoa side of things That's it, that's all It smells of what, it smells of food It smells of what it's supposed to I walked around Tesco once Wearing uh, that And people were going, oh my god, can you smell that Something smells amazing, and I was like "That's that's That's fucking me Right? I know that's me it's not even so, like you're not even appreciating yeah. good perfume there you think that's food you think that they're making you think that the the, the Tesco bakery are making some kind of delicious like vanilla sh- no that's me uh, <laughs> right? I, 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 sorry I, to disappoint I'm your food. you it's this I'm your
0: food baby well mm. it's
3: this insufferable lard is your fucking food right and you're mm. like going mm, I want that inside me be careful what you wish for do you know what I mean <laughs> Inside me. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Is
0: that what happened? I don't know. I'm not sure that's that exactly did happen. what happened. Anyway, right, okay, good. Uh good choice. Uh I don't even know the perfume, but I'm sure it smells basically exactly as it says on the tin uh, of chocolates. Um boom. Um okay, uh big worm, what have you got?
2: Well, so You're gonna mine. say Fev. No, I was so I, Fev was one of the, like, all came to mind initially. And I was like, oh, well, Fev, because, mm. uh, like, you know, that's the archetypal one. But then I actually thought about it and I mm. thought, no. No, there's a perfume that takes archetypes, right, and it stomps all over them and it says, I am bigger than archetypes and I am better than archetypes. And it's Eau Noir by Kristen Dior. <laughs> oh this oh is slightly God. contentious, Not maybe. <laughs> well, the thing is... You well, say it, not it certainly again. is in these parts. You say not again and I I get that and I was like, "Oh, but I've talked about it before." But fuck, man, if you want Gormon, this destroy this is the destroyer of Gormon worlds this is. This is this comes down and it says, "Cake, fuck you all. Smash all up and be the and just take over and just I'm I'm Gormon now." And it just like rolls <laughs> no, through now the now I am become Gormon. <laughs> exactly. Of exactly. It, it, and you know, it's like like Fliss said, it doesn't have to be cake. Do you know what I mean? Because this is savory, if anything, but it's food. So you know, uh, it's certainly food. I mean, it's
0: it's
3: takeaway curry. Licorice is food. Eff- curry eff- is food. food. I mean, lavender yeah. arguably is food. <laughs> I, I'm I'm Energy with it. Food. I'm <laughs> with I'm with Big Worm. I'm behind Big Worm, fucking a hundred percent, thousand percent. Okay,
0: okay. Well, I I went for a I went for a more trad sort of a uh, sweet thing uh, with, because um, uh, uh, I actually don't own that many uh, sweet fragrances. And uh, also, despite me uh, suggesting the topic for this week, I didn't actually prepare. So I'm only <laughs> uh, as usual. Uh, and the only one I can think of uh, is Les Indemodables uh, Vanille Havan, uh which is very chocolatey, uh, very vanilla um, you know, it's got that sort of cacao, uh, note, um, but it's also got like, I don't know, a bunch of other it's tobacco.
3: I on. get sort of tobacco. tobacco in yeah. It. It's, it's wonderful that.
4: Yeah,
0: but it, it's not, it's not, so it, it's one of those, uh, things where when you sort of say, oh, it's tobacco and it's vanilla. And and immediately, you know, you sort of you think you know what you're going to get, right? But it's not that. Um, even though it does have a sort of dried fruits, it, it just isn't anything close to Tom Ford's tobacco finish. It? No, um, it, it's, uh, thankfully. it's thankfully it's a su- thankfully, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's, it's a beautiful chocolatey tobacco-y puddin uh, mm. of a fragrance, and and it's one of the very few gourmands, uh,
2: you know, sweet gourmands that I, I wear so that's st- my choice you said it's quite interesting though because you said something there that, I, that sort of stuck out like because obviously I've picked noir because i think it's fucking brilliant but it's not if I really think about it it's not like archetypal for, like really if we're sticking to the rules right but no one's mentioned tobacco vanilla and I thought one of us it- might have
0: well Interesting. It, it, it's almost counter sort of, uh, Eau Noir is almost counter archetype, isn't yeah. it? Because I mean, if you think of, you know, archetype in the literal sense, it, it, it would be the thing that others in the genre sort of uh, are are in some sense derivative of. Um, and, and and I don't think Eau Noir is really uh, a sort of Creating a whole range of derivative stuff. Au Noir sort of stands alone yeah, yeah, in its yeah. kind of uh, uh, you know madness almost, mm. um, and and sort of uh, when I say madness, it's it, it's a very daring, very fucking uh, uh, odd and different perfume. Um, but there's no sort of genre of eau Noir <laughs> f- flankers and followers and and such like. Well, uh, um, but. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think I think you're gonna to beg
3: to differ. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no, I agree with what you're saying. I I think that, like I say, I'm completely behind the eau Noir as a gourmand. I don't think you know. You don't have to back down, Ben. It's fine. I think you just fucking go for that. And 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 you're right. But the 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 uh, tobacco venee thing. I think the crucial thing that kind of rules it out almost off offhand is that it says tobacco in the name of the fragrance, right? Mm. So, yes, we all know it's a kind of gourmandy smell. It's got the dried fruits, right? It's got the vanilla. Mm. But, crucially, it has the tobacco. And tobacco will kind of never be edible.
4: Mm.
0: Even though... Um, sorry, on. Yeah, well, even though I've picked a tobacco fragrance, but then, arguably, it's just me making a bad choice.
2: Well, I think tobacco um, fragrance is... Of course, you would never eat tobacco, but I think they do have a kind of gourmandy edge to there them. There was
0: that time I ate 20 Benson and <laughs> 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 Oh. <laughs> you dirty I bastard. Didn't. I made that up. That's, that's <laughs> the <It> end. Is <laughs> Isn't that the yeah. end?
2: <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: going to go and
0: retch in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never, I never want to talk to you again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, okay. So I, I think I agree. Uh, the tobacco probably takes it out of being a uh, an out and out gourmand, but I don't have that many. That uh, I'm going to have to go and reflect on that really, and, and next episode come back with a wealth of alternative gourmands. Um, but uh, look, speaking of next episodes, I'm sort of uh, really sick of the sight of all of you. So I think it's time we kind of wrap it up. Actually. Um, I've got to go hang out with my real friends um, and uh, you know all that shit so uh, no it, it's been amazing I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and, and particularly surprising uh, highlight for me has been discussing the sport fragrances just because that that was such a weird sort of genre to pick I, don't, I can't remember who suggested it but it's brilliant because it's just so kind of I don't know. I've never stopped and even thought about what defines a sport fragrance and you know what's a an archetype and stuff. And and I think we probably all mentally reach for polo sport apart from Fliss, who was like, Fuck all of this, I hate them all. Uh but uh yeah, it was uh superb. So look, um any final thoughts, Ben. No. Okay. Yeah, you just like you did a sort of careful looking at the clock and
2: sort of balancing. I oh, know, I was like, looking at my notes. Do I? Have... Um, and, and, uh, and, okay. and, oh, we've exhausted but them. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that I really want to point out. Yeah, amazing. Well, uh, thank you, this. Uh, no, I've had a blast. It was fun.
1: I'm so pleased I got that off oh, my boys. chest.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm, I, I would like to hear it back like several times. Um, yeah. In fact, the outtake can just be that repeated. <laughs> like, uh, just I need to hear it again. Uh right, uh insufferable Lord, what what say you?
3: I, I'm that's it. <laughs> I haven't got anything else to say. I've said enough, frankly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i think that i think i think that's probably true of all of us all right so look um thank you uh as always it's been phenomenal dear uh listener thanks for bearing with us uh and listening to this absolute car crash of a conversation uh if you've enjoyed it you may need to seek medical attention um all the uh blur blur is in the uh show notes and so please do get in touch um i personally would love to hear from you um i know uh james has like no interest in hearing from you um no, that's not true that's not we true. would all love to yeah we would all love to hear from you um and uh you know um yeah just get in touch let us know uh let us know what you'd like to hear about uh from this here uh complete bullshit um it's been a laugh and uh, we'll catch you next time on Les Oderance. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Bye.